The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Rouse. Thank you so much for the warm introduction, and Happy New Year! It's 2022, and we are in the house. Welcome into the serious side and hear the topics that we will discuss on the first show of 2022 right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. So let's speak plainly about what happened in 2020. Even before the first ballot was cast, the former president was preemptively sowing doubt about the election results. He built his lie over months wasn't based on any facts. He was just looking for an excuse, a pretext, to cover for the truth. He's not just a former president. He's a defeated former president. The way I phrased things yesterday, it, it was sloppy, and, and it was frankly dumb. And, I don't and buy that. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't buy that. Look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You were a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served in the Senate. And every word you repeated that phrase, I do not believe that you used that accidentally. I just don't. The judge in the Ahmad Arbery case. Today he sentenced the three men in the killing of Arbery in Brunswick, Georgia. All of them facing life in prison, but the judge had to decide whether any of them deserved the chance at parole decades from now. Travis McMichael, who fired the shot and killed Arbery, his father, Gregory McMichael, and their neighbor, William Roddy Bryan. Both Travis McMichael and his father were sentenced to life in prison without parole. And William Roddy Bryan, the neighbor who was with them who shot this video, was the only one who the judge said showed any concern in the moments after that deadly shooting. Virgil, that's a funny name for a nigger boy that comes from Philadelphia. What did they call you up there? They call me Mr. Tibbs. Online radio at its best. Daily prayer for protection. Lord God, I pray for your protection as I begin this day. You are my hiding place, and under your wings I can always find refuge. Protect me from trouble wherever I go, and keep evil far from me. No matter where I am, I will look to you as my protector, the one who fights for me every day. Your love and faithfulness, along with your goodness and mercy, surround me daily, so I will not fear whatever might come against me. My trust is in you, God, and I give thanks to you for your love and protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy New Year. Welcome in to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. 347-850-1272 is that calling number. It has been a long, long time, but we are happy to be back in the place to be. Speaking about, speaking of being back in the place to be, Vanessa Mae Bell is in the house. Jackie is in the house. Of course, Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house as well. Welcome one, welcome all. 347-850-1272 is that calling number. All right, 
Watch the Deli Ass Man turn mics on because I can't get to them. But welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the serious side of the J. Wow Show. Oh, I'm back in the house. Vanessa, good morning. Welcome in. How are you, sweetie? I'm here. The storm was pretty bad last night that we had Houston, but God is good and I think half of my house is in the backyard is still standing out there. I got to check. <laughs> but Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. How's your house, Jack? Well, uh, first of all, I'm glad that you are uh, doing okay. There were some bad storms through here yesterday. Uh, so for everyone in the Houston area that can hear my voice, I hope everything is working out well for you and your family. Check your yards, check your you know, driveways, make sure that the cars are not damaged, and make sure that there are no tree limbs, because I tell you, it was pretty rough around here. But I'm glad that you're okay. Take a peek in the backyard, see how your house is doing, Vanessa. But I'm glad you are in the house. Jackie, good morning. Happy New Year. Welcome into the show. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Everyone's doing outstanding, Jackie. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Happy New Year to everyone out there. Absolutely glad you were in the house. Vaccinated and doing well. The man who gets the first and the last word here on the series side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, and one. Good morning, Nessa. One. Good morning, little sister. One. Good morning, Kathleen Williams. One. Good morning, Mama B. One. Good morning, Marianne Music. And one of my. Good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Once again, the number is three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Always a festive time when we kick off the new year with the very first show of the new year. And so, like we always do, we'll go around the table and ask people what they've been doing. Because I think in the history, someone sent me a message about this. I think in the history of the serious side, this is the first time we had been off for this long a period of time. We were off before Christmas. So, you know, we weren't here the weekend after Christmas, and the way the holidays fell, we weren't here uh, that weekend after New Year's as well. So we've been gone for two weeks, refreshed but ready to bring you some hot topics, some great information. So, Vanessa, let's start with you, because, you know, you're the one that's really living the most exciting life amongst the four of us. What did you do during our break while we were away? Um... (laughs) What did I do? We've been gone for We only have 10 weeks. minutes, too. Go ahead. Yes, we've been gone for two okay, weeks. Okay, yes. no, I don't think I've done anything. We did the one cruise that came back Christmas Eve. That ship looked like the um, it looks like the, the, the New Orleans Quarters. It was an interesting ship. But Bobby's granddaughter is having our first grandbaby. So we're kind of staying put because oh, wow. she's dilating now. It's two centimeters. Mm. So we, oh my we goodness. haven't done... Yeah, we haven't done anything. We're saying, put that baby probably coming this week. Oh, look mm. at you, Grandmama. All right, we're going to call you Grandma. <laughs> I know, great-grandmama. A nana. Great-grandmama. Oh, great-grandmama. We're going to call you Gigi Ma. daughter that's having the first great-grandbaby. Oh, G. Oh, double G. Ma. Okay. So he, he would not let us book anything. You know, New Year's Eve, I'm normally at Cachata in the trailer partying and stuff, but Bobby said we wasn't going anywhere until that baby got here. And Jay, I'm standing in my backyard, and somebody's boards are in my backyard from their house. Oh, wow. (laughs) 
I don't know where it came from. Man. I'm looking at my house, but somebody's wood is in my backyard. Oh boy! Wow. Well, well, well. Hopefully, wow. everyone's safe. Like I said, it was uh, it was rough around here last night. Uh, bad weather, but I'm glad that it sounds like besides the boards in your backyard, everything else turned out to be okay. We're good. Jackie, I know this is going to be a two-minute uh, thing for you, or maybe even less than a minute. What did you do uh, during the two weeks? And let me say this, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. You talk to us, and then we'll, we'll follow your lead. How's everything been going since you've been gone? Well, definitely, of course, first and foremost, let me start off by saying um, thank you all for your uh, your prayers and your condolences. Um, regarding my father. Thank you so much. Um, so, although I enjoyed the holidays, but obviously reasons it's bittersweet. So, right. um, but just uh, just thank you all. Um, and the holiday was good. The holiday was good, considering. But right. definitely thank you all for your prayers and your condolences. Right, and, and I didn't want to put that out. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Saying, and I'm just looking forward to what the new year is going to bring. Right. right. I'm just looking for great things to happen. But just thank you all for your prayers. I right. appreciate it. Right, right. And, you know, and, and folks, you know, we we are you guys. Most of our listeners know us, and they know who we are. We've shared things with with our audience, but, you know, always it's a private affair. It's a personal issue. And obviously I did not want to make that public before she decided to make it public. So it's right. You know, Jackie, you lost your father over the, over the break and, you know, our thoughts and prayers and, you know, we've reached out to you individually, but, you know, I just wanted to make sure that we say it publicly for those who may be following you on Facebook or on social media. uh, And they know the connection that you have with us. And so I just want to make sure that, you know, everyone from the network, how we feel about you and how we love you. And that, uh, you know, it, our thoughts and prayers are definitely with you and your family during this most difficult time, and especially during the holidays. Um, experiencing something like that uh, during the holidays always makes the holidays bittersweet, and it's always a memory that will continue to uh, surface every time this time of the season comes along. So thoughts and prayers, love you, sis, and uh, hope that uh, you can uh, recoup from this. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, yeah, your dad lives a good life. I love, you. I love you all, too. And just know I'm at peace. I'm at peace with it. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, but thank you all. I love you all, too. Mr. L.A.S., what did you do during the during the holiday, brother? It's, uh, it's a long, long break. So uh, talk to us, man. What did the uh, funky one himself do while we were uh, out for those two weeks? Uh, man, first and foremost, first and, first and foremost, Jack, you have my sincere condolences, sweetie, because to lose a parent, it's, it, it's, it's a rough, it's a rough thing. But you know. Uh, and continue to what you said, Jay. Uh, I got up. Uh, I was off for two weeks from work too, just it, it correlated yeah. with. Uh, right. Uh, so I, I got up to take a shower. That's that's what I did every day. I got up. I did some work around the house. And I got up to take a shower, and I got up to go take a shower and go back to bed. I did go to a, a New Year's Eve get to, a gala get together. One of my friends put together so. 
I did go to that, but other than that, I got up, took a shower, went right back to bed. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, really? Is that what you're going to do when you retire? No. Well, remember, Don't do something if illegal. If the pandemic is still going, yes, that's probably <laughs> what I'm going to do. But if the pandemic is not going, I'm out. I'm out and about. It's a different story. Yeah, well, you, you forgot about the and participating in illegal illegal drugs part of it that he'll be doing when he's retired, but that's okay. Uh, also, but on a serious retired. note, well, on a serious note, you know that uh, it's just a uh, an anniversary that uh, it came up that you know that affected both of us, and, and you know, so it's been a year since Mom's been gone, man, and uh, you know, it's still it's still. Two, that's right, two years is right Because it's right, it happened two before years. the pandemic You're right about that But it's been a couple of years And the fact that uh, every year You know, the bottom line is It's not something that's easy This is an anniversary that's still kind of hard To put into context, you know what I'm saying It's just, it's like, it's, it's surreal, bro It really, truly is Yes, it is It is, I mean, I, you know to, to lose a parent and then You know, my mother was instrumental in everything that I did in my life Man, you know yeah. And um, yeah, hey, you know what, what can you say, man? You know when you sit there and, and, and think about all the stuff she used to say to me, and I just I sometimes <laughs> I chuckle, sometimes I laugh, and sometimes I cry, man. But you know yeah. you never get over the, the the fact of losing a parent. You just learn to deal with it. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I think Jackie said it best. You know, at some point in time, you have to become. You know, you have to be at peace, and you would like to think that the parent would want you to do that. And you know, we always say for those of us who have children, and those of us who don't have children but have kids that we are associated with, that we feel like they're our kids. We always say that you know we never want them to bury us. We want them. We don't never want to bury them. We want them to bury us. And so, it's. Uh, you know, as a parent myself, I wouldn't want my kids to run around and be droopy after I'm gone. I've lived my life, and uh, you know, you go do what uh, you know. I God put you on earth, and that I help put you on earth to do. Go out and make the world a better, better place. So, so I'm pretty sure parents, you know, that are in heaven are looking down on their kids and are saying, just you know, go out and do you and make us proud. I think that's all you can do. Oh, James, you lose your mama. Jay, when you lose your mom, my mom died in yeah. 2006, and every time Les makes a post, I always comment because I understand his pain. It's yeah. not your daddy, not your sister. When it's your mama, it's like a piece of you is gone. Yeah. And I don't think you come back from that. I think you feel better over time. But you, right. I mm-hmm. just don't think you come back from that. 2006, I, I'm still not back from that. I, I get time. it. Can't nobody tell you how long to grieve. Nobody can tell you how long to grieve. It's, and it's, it's not easy. Mama. I don't know. Yeah, you're so, yeah, you're so blessed. That's uh, all I can tell you. You're so blessed. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I am, and I and I count it as a, a blessing every day. It's You know, there, yeah. there are some tough days, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still blessed. That I have the ability to go in and hug, kiss, and just uh, be in her presence. So you're, you're absolutely correct, and I can't tell you the, how it is, lose friend. I know when I lost my grandmother, that's she raised me up until the age of ten, and I'm telling you, that's a pain that I was talking to someone about this the other day. That it's still something that is hard for me to comprehend. And she died in 1990, so you're right. There's never 
you never I don't know if it, I, I think you do get over it I think you learn how to live with it because if you were just if you didn't get over it you'd be wowsy wowsy woo and droopy and groupy all the time so I think you you move on but you don't forget and so I think that's probably the balance the that uh, that you would hope yeah well the hurt I think the hurt subsides I don't think it goes away I think it subsides right, right? I mean right. you know so I, I think it gets to a point where you learn how to deal with it and and because uh, you're right, it'll never go away. It's like it is like a part of your body. You know, there there are parts of my body that hurts and it aches and pains. But you know, at, at the end of the day, I just learn to live with it. And so it's like I know it's there, but I learn to live with it. So rest in peace to uh, my colleagues and their parents who have gone on to a better place. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I just uh, hope and pray that you guys can continue to. Continue to 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 give to society. Continue to let your let your life be a blessing. Go ahead, Jackie. I'll give you the last word before we go to break. Yes, because I can familiarize with what Mister Elias is saying. It's it's surreal. It's like I know for me it hasn't sucked totally sucked in, sunk in in so many ways because he was um, in the hospital, you know, for since September. So. Just one of those things where it's—I know it hasn't really hit me yet. Right. Let me speak for the, for the daddy's girls because I was a daddy's girl. Right. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know, well, anybody—not just us, but anybody out there who's going through bereavement, especially during this time of pandemic, where you've lost—well, anyone, but definitely parents from. Whatever reason, just prayers going out there to all who have lost someone during this time. Well said. All right, folks, time to take an NPR news update. It's time for an NPR news update, I should say. Still getting used to sitting back in the seat a little bit, and then we'll get this thing started. It's the uh, Syrian side, 347-850-1272. Happy New Year. Glad you guys are back in the house. We are thrilled to be back in the house. We'll talk to you after this short break. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. The president of Kazakhstan says the situation in his country has stabilized after protests that began over fuel prices devolved into violence. The president authorized police and the military to shoot to kill, and troops from a Russian-led military alliance were sent in. The Kazakh health ministry says 164 people have been killed. Security forces have detained thousands. The BBC's Stephen Rosenberg has more from the Kazakh capital. Well, the capital of Kazakhstan, Nusultan, feels pretty calm, really. But after the protests and the violence that erupted across much of the country last week, a state of emergency and a curfew remain in place here and nationwide. There's very little connectivity. They switch the internet on for maybe three or four hours a day. And that makes it very difficult for people to actually work out what's going on here. And although things were much, much quieter here than they were in Almaty, you can see that security has been tightened. For example, that's the entrance to the presidential palace, which has been blocked off. Now, President Takayev blames terrorists and bandits for the violence, but there's a growing suggestion that...
nursing facility staff to immediately return to work with COVID as long as they are asymptomatic. Sarah Hosseini is with member station KQED reporting on the change, the result of critical staffing shortages. The guidance issued Saturday also allows workers who have been exposed to COVID but not yet tested to immediately go back on the job. Healthcare worker unions say this is a terrible idea. Kaiser ultrasound technologist Georgette Bradford of Sacramento says the change is counterintuitive and dangerous. I would ask this question to any of the officials at the Department of Health, to even the governor. Would you feel safe sending your child to a pediatrics department where everyone in that department was positive? The new return to work criteria will be in effect through January. For NPR News, I'm Sarah Hosseini. China says it has discovered more Omicron cases. That highly infectious variant discovered in 20 people in the port city of Tianjin. Here's NPR Assembly Fang. All 14 million residents of Tianjin will now be tested. The first two cases were a student and a teacher at the same daycare. 18 of their close contacts have now also tested positive. Authorities say they don't know how the two people contracted Omicron. Most of the recent infections in China have been from the Delta variant, though a few people did contract Omicron in the port city of Guangzhou late last year. China has been stepping up coronavirus prevention measures in the run-up to the Winter Olympics, which kick off in Beijing in February. At least two Chinese cities are still under partial lockdown currently, as authorities try to contain a small number of cases there. Emily Fang, NPR News, Beijing. This is NPR News. So let's speak plainly about what happened in 2020. Even before the first ballot was cast, the former president was preemptively sowing doubt about the election results. He built his lie over months. Wasn't based on any facts. He was just looking for an excuse, a pretext to cover for the truth. He's not just a former president. He's a defeated former president. Welcome back in. 22 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show, which happens almost every Sunday, <laughs> right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. That's, uh, that was President Joe Biden on January 6th talking about his predecessor, never mentioning his name, but calling him what he is, a liar and a cheat. We'll start the conversation right there. Mr. Elias, I tell you what, Democrats were saying, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. It's about damn time that, you know, President Joe Biden goes after this guy. This guy continues to be a thorn in not only his side, but democracy's side. He's not going away anytime soon. And at the end of the freaking day, it is time to start calling him out for what he's done. He continues to tell lies about the election. And the thing that really makes people like, oh, my God, what type of uh, democracy are we living in? The fact that there are lawmakers who are continuing to spread the big lie. What is your thoughts, man? What do you think? How did you feel when you heard Joe Biden stood up and really, when I tell you, rebuke this, rebuke, rebuke, rebuke this guy, well, puke too, rebuke this guy at the level that he did? What say you? It was it was it was long overdue, you know. 
uh, it was definitely long overdue. This, this, you know, and I understand why he did it on January 6th, but I would have been touting this all along. I'm sorry, you, you know, because that's what the Republican Party do. They stay on message. I would have touted this all along, all along like, hey, this dude, he's lied. He's, he lost the election. He clearly lost the election. Everybody's saying what a free and fair election we had. It was one of the, one of the fairest elections we had. And, 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 and he's still touting that he, that, that, you know, that he won the election. Hell, they even, they even said they miscounted in, in Arizona, and Biden had more votes than they thought he had. So who, who's lying? This guy is a complete lie, complete bull, bullasser, and 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 people are still kissing and grovelling at his a, feet. What is a bullasser? <laughs> what what is that? A, a bullasser? A bullshitter? A bullshitter? Hey 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 hey! How about bull doo doo? Good gracious! You asked. You asked. Well, I didn't I know. Asked. He could have. He could have just said. Manure, you know, he didn't have to go there to start the year off right. I'm gonna say it. Are you right? I'm gonna say it how I'm gonna say it. But you asked, and I gave you the answer. But the the bottom line is, the bottom line is that this guy should. You look, man. He he, it should have been. He should have been impeached for for for. Well, he was impeached. The insurrection. He was impeached twice. Went through with it. He should have. They 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 did go through with it. Okay, you mean he should have been convicted? Been That's what you mean. He should have yes. been convicted. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because he wasn't. The bottom line is, because the bottom line is January sixth. It was his. It was, that was his baby. You can't. You can say what you want to, but January sixth was his baby. You caused the insurrection. You, you and now all the evidence is coming out. You were trying to get a coup going. You know, well, it, it, you it, look, that came out, dude. <laughs> that came out when it happened. I mean, they, they, you know, we sit here and played audio uh, phone calls of him talking to, you know, the Georgia Secretary of State trying to get him to overturn or find uh, new votes. But here's here's my question, and, and let me let me ask you, Vanessa, because one of the things what people say the reason why Terry McAuliffe lost in Virginia was because instead of him trying to address people's needs it was all it was a trump bashing show and people are like look I hear you what you say about that guy but right now I need food on the table right now I need a job I could care less about what's happening with Donald Trump because right now there are things going on within my world that I want you to fix. He's no longer in office. He's gone. So why are we talking about them? So they're not looking at the bigger picture, Vanessa. They're looking at, you know, quite frankly, like most people, what's within their immediate armories, what's affecting them and their families. So we can say Democrats are happy that Joe Biden stood up and said the things that he said, but a lot of people in Virginia are saying that's the reason why Terry McAuliffe lost because he was talking about Trump and the other guy was talking about what Virginia, what the Virginia Virginians need, what they needed in their personal lives. So what's, what's, what's the happy medium, Vanessa, if there is one? Let's try to get dressed. For church and have a good peace of mind And if you ask me What would be the happy medium with Trump Other than to make him disappear So I'm saying no, no, like no. that in a no, no, nice no, no, way No, 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 no My question is not with Trump My question is How does Democrats 
you know, because the midterms, look, it's official. The, the, the midterm season is happening happen. right now. See, I don't think you called it, Jay. I heard what you said. I think what the okay, Democrats need to do is get rid of Trump. They need to have charges against him. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I can wish for. A girl can dream. I just want him gone. I just want him to go away. Not going to happen. I want him to go away. You would think by now that they would have filed something that the Democrats would have then dug up some paperwork from somewhere. They must have oh, shredded have. everything in that White House. I mean, okay, no, well, no. the Democrats ain't did nothing to get rid of them yet. Well, well, I mean, can y'all Vanessa... give the governor some information? I mean, all I'm saying is, can't the Democrats do something? But let me can't ask you something. something? But, but let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask, oh, my God. Hey, look, you guys and y'all language in 2022, this is, this is still a no curse zone. Calm I'm down. So, so, so here is, let me, here's my question for you. You said, can they find something? You have a guy on tape saying he want to grab one by the coochie. You had, yeah, people come out and say that this guy <laughs> intentionally tried to uh, try to find dirt on his uh on his uh, uh uh opponent Joe Biden. This is a guy who called the president of another company and kind of threatened him with, "Hey, you need to find something or we're not going to give you aid." I mean, Vanessa, <laughs> what else do you need? It's out there. Find what? It's out there in broad daylight. The the, the million dollar question becomes is, you know, will he be conv- to me, Jackie only way well i hate to well i'm not gonna say that yeah i am the only way to me that this guy goes away and really goes away is if he goes to sleep (laughs) and never wakes up i mean i'm just being honest with you see i was trying not to say that jay i was trying but you found that's the truth hey 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 i'm not listen i'm not wishing it stand back i'm not stand back and stand by Okay. You better stand go back. Stand back and CC. We didn't know what stand back and stand by meant until January the sixth. Well, we're right back at you, Trump. Stand back and stand by. We gonna stand back and stand by. You know. So, you know what? People like that they, will outlive us they, all. That dirty, rotten bastard. <laughs> so look, here's the deal. <laughs> The the only other way no I think he the bastard's not really a curse word. It's like a you know what a bastard is, right? I mean we know the definition of a bastard. Okay, but so how you get to use that word and we can't say an S H I T word. Okay, never mind. Okay, stop. Okay, fine. Okay, <laughs> I, okay. I'll put a quarter in the cuss jar as well. Thank you. Click up. I've made my contribution. All right. So now we're seventy five cents to the good. We'll track that throughout the course of the year. All right. So listen. Here's the other part. If he goes to jail, because I think all of us want him to go to jail, and even most of our listeners, now there may be a few out there that we're trying to, you know, every year we bring a couple of Republicans on to the right side, so who knows. This year, I don't know, well, let me put it this way. People that tell us that they've made a change. I think there were two last year, so we're going for three this year. We'll just, you know, we'll keep our, we'll keep our standards low. So, there are people. Everyone wants him to go to jail, right? But if he goes to jail, how he's not going away. 
because he's still around. I mean, some people, oh, my God, he's in jail. He's in prison, y'all. You know, he's a political prisoner. There is no way to get rid of this guy, just like to me there's no way, and y'all correct me if I'm wrong, to get rid of racism. Right? I mean, it's been here since the beginning of time. And no matter how how much you try to get rid of it, no matter what you put in place, you put in affirmative action laws, you do all these different things, it's still there. And the only way to me that you get rid of it is going to be, I mean, our kids, our great-grandkids, our great-great-great-great-great-great-grandkids. I think it's something that's going to have to eventually die out with America turning more brown, Mr. Elias. I think that maybe 100 years from now, maybe, where everyone's going to be like multiracial, that then and only then, I think, you will, this will go away. I don't see we're going to see it in any of our lifetimes. And to me, Trump is the same thing. He's not going away. He's here. You would think that after he got defeated, that he would be no longer be a factor. He is still a factor. As far as finding things on him, you know, justice is a slow crawl. They have evidence on him. They just have to make sure. I think, and, and look, I applaud them for this. What they're doing is they want to make sure they have airtight cases before they present it, right, because they don't want anything to fall through. They don't want what happened to the Mueller report because everyone thought the Mueller report Mr. Elias was going to send him to jail. And then Mueller spoke on Capitol Hill, and he looked ridiculous, and then he made some comments that we said, oh, my God, are you serious? And so then, you know, Trump was able to say, well, you know, uh, the, you know, it was, a, it was a hoax. It wasn't a hoax. It's just the fact that Mueller chose not to – pursue criminal charges against him because he was a sitting president, right? I mean, that's what well, we're talking about. You know what? Well, you know what? You know, even if they did, they should have pursued criminal charges against him. Hell, they did it against Nixon. They were going to pursue criminal charges against him. It's a different place, though. Ford. Different time and place. Okay, so, okay, different time and different place, but the bottom line is he could have pursued charges. He didn't want to because he was, a you know, Let's just be honest. He's a Republican. He didn't want to see that happen. Let's call it what it is. Uh, who? Whoa, who are you talking about? Things. Are you talking about Mueller? Yes. No, I yes. don't think that was it. I don't think that was it. I don't I think, think so. Right. Look, so. Why did he I, pursue I, criminal charges? I, I, well, because, first of all, he didn't have the authority to. And second, Mr. Elias, you're talking about a different time and place. I mean, because the environment is different. Do laws, do laws, do, do we do we set laws so that we can look back and say, okay, this happened then, and then we can pursue but, it that way? But, dude, 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 but, listen. Mr. Elias, okay, I'll give you a prime example. Here's my example to what you just said, right? We are in a different time and place. These people who are in power now, they are all they're concerned is about power. You know, President Obama says something during the eulogy of uh, Harry Reid, which I thought was profound. And I can't remember how he said but I'm going to – you know, try to. I don't remember how he said it verbatim, but I'm going to say that basically what President Obama said was what we're talking about right now. Is the fact that you have people who were more concerned about the, the democracy. They were. It was all about country first. They didn't care about their political. You know, uh, whatever. It was just like, look, we have to do what's in the best interest of the country. These people don't care about that. It's all about power for them. Mitch McConnell has made it perfectly clear his goal is to get as many, you know, pro-life uh, judges on the Supreme Court, and he'll do whatever it takes. We, we saw that in broad daylight. So it's a different time. So now, 
Remember when January 6th happened? You had Nan, you had uh, 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 what's his name, Lindsey Graham, stand on the on the floor of the Senate and say, "I'm done. I'm off the Trump train." You know, uh, th- this is this is crazy. You know, I, uh, I'm done. You know, t- call me. I said this, but as soon as he saw that his poll numbers are dipping, guess what he decided to do? With the Mariago, he kissed the dang ring of the king and then he played golf with him. They are, these people don't care about that stuff. It's a whole different environment. These people are all about I want to stay in power. Gotta have some cojones. Stand up. You gotta have some cojones. Stop it. Stand up for what you believe in. Be a man. Stop. Be a man. Stop. Be a man. Stop. Don't well, we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Stop. Stop it. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. We're going to talk about a man in the next segment. These guys, dude, stop. These people don't care about they, that. They don't care. They need to, they don't they care. Cow, need to, they need to stop cowing down and be a man. Well, so what if well, I lose? I got to tell you. There's some, there's some Republicans that are doing that right now. There's, Who? there's two Republicans there's two. right now. There's two. Yep. And then the 10, yeah, but you know what, though? But wait a minute, Vanessa. Check this out. These people have to be worried about their families, too, because the 10 that voted to impeach Trump, they have gotten death threats. Most of them are not – they're not seeking reelection because they're concerned about their family safety. So when you have nutballs out there thinking, look, I'm going to – you know, have you listened to some of these voicemails that's been left on these uh, representatives' voicemails? And if I catch mm-hmm. you, I'm going to hang you and kill you and cut your children. People are saying, whoa, wait a minute. What is really going on? So these people are scared. You know what, Miss? Because of what's Some going on in this died. environment. Huh? Some people have resigned their positions because they exactly for their Right. So I don't know why. And I, you know, Vanessa, we pray, and you know, Jackie, you know, all of us are, you know, we, we're we're in touch with our spiritual. Mr. Elias says, well, we're all Christians. I guess I should try to point them out. We're all Christians, and we all pray for better days. But you know, I can't imagine why. And I ask myself this question a lot: God, why did you put this on our nation? What do you? What's the point here? What's the end game? What are you trying to prove with this? Because this is this is this is something that. I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. And I it's still go back to I, feel, I, feel, I think I, we all what, feel that way. I really, right. y'all, am, what I really am surprised about is when you're on social media, at least on Facebook, I, uh, people are not talking about the fact that Trump has gotten away with this stuff so far. People are not talking yeah. about the fact that Governor Abbott is an ass. Poll, and yes, I said it on a Sunday morning. He oh, man. That's another Will you stop? That's a dollar. Stop a it. Horrible, he is a horrible, racist person. He is going to ruin voting for black people uh, in Texas. He gunfire everywhere. You would think this is the other side of Chicago, right here in Texas. He, I mean, I, and nobody's saying nothing. Nobody is saying a word. This is crazy. But you know what? My great grandchildren gonna suffer for this because I'll be gone to see Jesus when all of this finally hits the fan and they be like, you know what? Y'all remember that crazy lady named Vanessa? She used to post all of that stuff. All of that stuff is coming to pass. You watch. I mean, all I can say is, all I can say is, they made. They may never get what's coming to them down here. 
as they <laughs> that's why the only thing you can stand on is vengeance vengeance is mine said the Lord be not deceived I'm not mine and I mean it's just they may never get it down here they may never but I can't focus on that I know I can't focus on that I need to be who I am regardless of who's trying to stop me I'm going to keep you lying there. I'm not going to yeah. let a Trump or anybody else stop me. They're going to do what they're going to do. You know, the Kool's plan has kids too. They're going to see what they're going to see to them. But what are we going to see to ourselves? Mm. What are we going to okay. see to ourselves? Well, look, I'm taking the P. Rose approach, Mr. Elias. You know, don't give me my flowers when I'm dead. I want to see them. I want to smell my damn flowers. <laughs> so look here. You know what? I hear you when it comes to, you know, they're going to get their they reward when they die. You know, who knows where we've been living, some of us anyway. We might be standing right there next to these sorry stuff. There's no satisfaction of both of us burning in the same place. All right, listen. When Luis Polino started the eighth grade at a new school in a new country, he was made to feel like he he didn't fit in. Polino, who arrived in New York from the Dominican Republic in 2006, remembered being bullied for his differences. Unlike his new classmates, Polino didn't speak English and he wore baggy clothes. And as a Spanish speaker, he was placed in a strictly English-speaking class and he struggled in school. In this week's edition, in the very first edition of it, of uh, in, in four minutes or less, something that you need to know, uh, we're going to take a look. We're going to hear from the young man himself. He talks about his struggles as he tried to find a way to fit in. And it's important for kids who are coming from different countries who can't speak English for them to be heard. It's convenient time in four minutes or less something that you need to know. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Serious Out of the J. Rouse Show. When Luis Paulino immigrated to the United States from the Dominican Republic in 2006, he didn't speak English. He struggled in school. A couple of years later, he met Angel Gonzalez in algebra class. You had just arrived from my country, and the way you spoke, the way you looked, reminded me of when I first arrived to the United States. When I got to school, I was struggling with being bullied. I was only 13 years old, but it looked like if I was an older Dominican grandfather. I always wore really loose pants. And I did not know what was the Nikes. Most of the bullying happened at lunch. They would always tell me to speak English. I was scared to speak up for myself because I believe that they're right. I didn't belong. But the people working in the kitchen, they would bring me to the other side of the cafeteria. And, you know, they would always give me my milk <laughs> and my pizza that were my favorites. I do remember this one lady in particular, Lillian, who gave me a small red dictionary that translated words from Spanish to English. And I would carry that dictionary. I never saw that part of you. I think that this explains a lot of why you did what you did for me. I was struggling because I was learning math in English. Yes, I remember seeing your frustration. But you were open to explain me again and again. You were the person to me that 
you wanted to have when you were in my position. By the time that I met you, you were already someone to look up to, you know? I also have learned from you. I remember you pushed me to be part of the musical. I was avoiding the high note because I just didn't want to be heard. And then I kept looking at you and I was like, you know what? I don't have nothing to lose. You're next to me. And when I finally hit the note, that was truly a turning point in my life. We were looking out for each other. ¿Quién contra nosotros? ¿Quién contra nosotros? <laughs> yes. There is absolutely nothing stopping us. Luis Paulino and Angel Gonzalez for StoryCorps in New York City. Angel is now a paralegal. Luis works for an organization that provides legal services to immigrants. It's the same group that helped his family when they first arrived in the United States. That's how it started. Two years ago, a group of former Republican consultants came together to fight the danger their party posed to the American experiment, a citizen's movement not tied to any party or special interests. Americans running to the sound of the guns to fight for the country they loved. America won on November 3rd, 2020. But in the days that followed, the last shreds of Republican Party decency died, replaced by a violent, brutal, autocratic movement. Every day, we learn more about the plot to kill American democracy. There is no compromise with this evil, with this hate. The choice is clear. Will American democracy continue, or will it die at the ballot box and in the courtroom? The Lincoln Project is not conservative or liberal. It is American. Millions united to do what we can to stop the unthinkable from becoming inevitable. We don't know if we'll win. But we do know if we don't fight, they will succeed. So we fight. Join us. Online radio at its best. You called this a terror attack when by no definition was it a terror attack. That's a lie. You told that lie on purpose, and I'm wondering why you did. Well, Tucker, thank you for having me on. When you aired your episode last night, I, I sent you a text shortly thereafter and said, listen, I'd like to go on because the way I phrased things yesterday, it, it was sloppy and, and it was frankly dumb. And, I don't and buy that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I don't well, buy that. Part. Look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You were a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served in the Senate. And every word you repeated that phrase, I do not believe that you used that accidentally. I just don't. It's, so, Tucker, as a result of my sloppy phrasing, it's caused a lot of people to misunderstand what I meant. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> 347 It's the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network on radio. At his best, it's uh, 47 minutes after the hour. Mr. Elias, <laughs> last segment talked about somebody being spineless. And I'm here to tell you, after listening to that mess, <laughs> this guy is uh, wretched. Oh, that was Senator Ted Cruz what? kissing. 
he uh, he was oh that guy is spineless. Mr. Les called him spineless in the last segment. Uh, good graces of life. That was Senator Ted Cruz on Fox's on uh, uh, Tucker Carlson's show on Fox, kissing the feet of Tucker Carlson, a bow tie wearing lion uh, freaking frat boy. It's it's. Vanessa, this guy represents the state of Texas. And this is the same guy who ran and left all of us freezing to death when he, he wanted to go to where to go to Cancun somewhere and left us all here. Uh left his constituents, you know, back here just freezing to death. He got out of town. And and then he tells a lie of he just yeah, he left, he left his dog out the window. He the the dog's like help me where you going he's gone so then he tells the lie of oh well I just flew down just to make sure my wife and their their friends and stuff were safe I'm just gonna fly back but wait a wait he is such a backslide people don't understand why I do accidentally say a cuss word when I talk about Abbott who did not let Floyd who wait wait. Cruz, who said, I just wanted to make sure my children and my wife were safe, but they invited another couple to go. Really? He was lying, dog. Just a dog. He left us here to freeze. There were people. Let me, let me, let me, um, let me bring it down. There were people, oh, y'all, serious though, that died because they were old. They wow. didn't have any children or anybody to check on yes, them. Too. And the neighbors mm. were trying to keep their own self warm. People died here in Texas because they were freezing, freezing. Mm. And this man Dude, took man. his family and went to Cancun. And his trifling behind couldn't even go put the dog in the doggy hotel or get somebody to watch the dog with a heater. Left the dog in the cold house looking out the window at the reporters. You know what? People like him. Ooh, Lord <laughs> Jesus, help. I mean, I mean, oh my I'm God! A, you know, I'm what? Really Jack, go ahead. No, I'm a taste of Texas because, yeah, I mean, every time I turn around, Texas, Texas, what's just going on in Texas? I tell you what, yeah. when you have people like that representing you, you know, and, and listen, I, and I, ladies, I apologize, but I have to have a man-to-man conversation with another man. And so, Mr. Elias, I got to talk to you about this. I mean, at the end of the freaking day, this, okay, so Donald Trump said his daddy killed JFK, right? Donald Trump called the man's wife ugly. Call him Ryan Ted Cruz. I mean, you can find hundreds of clips of him talking about Ted Cruz like he's a dog. And Ted Cruz is the biggest yes man for Trump there is. You talk about spineless. There's your example of spineless, Mr. Elias. He is a he, he is just he should turn his man card in. Because I have never seen yeah, somebody get punked so much by not only uh, a man, but a man's idea. And Tucker Carlson, oh, my God. Uh, what say you, bro? Uh, Come on, man. He's, he is honest. And, 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 and how do the people of Texas vote for this clown? How do you keep putting him back in office? Huh? Uh, he don't care uh, about you. He don't, this is the same clown that said, 
I'll believe in global warming when we get snow in Texas. Well, you got it. You believe in it? Bet you won't. Uh, I'll just come up with another suit. Bet you come up with he's, he's lying Ted. Trump called him, called Trump, I give him some credit. He called uh, him, he said, lying Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz uh, is a liar. That's all he does is lie, and he's a piece of crap. So for all you people in Texas that keep voting for him, I hate to say it, but you get what you deserve. But hold on, Mr. Elliott, but check this out. But check this out. This is something I want to make sure I address this with you because this is something that you said in the last segment. You talked about why, you know, why can't they stand up? You know, so, so I'm, I'm going to play a series of clips, Mr. Elias, and then I want to get your response right after them, and then I want to hear from the lady. So now you talk about telling the truth, right? I kept saying we, li- we are living in a different time. So now here's Ted Cruz, you know, you be the judge. So here's Ted Cruz. You know, he doesn't have a spine, but here's Ted Cruz talking about uh, what happened on January 6th. Of all the things that January 6th... We are approaching a solemn anniversary this week, uh, and it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol where we saw the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible courage, incredible bravery, uh, risk their lives... Uh, to defend the men and women who serve in this capital. Now, that's Ted Cruz telling the truth about what happened on January 6th. But that pissed off Tucker Carlson, and this is what Tucker Carlson said afterwards. Of all the things that January 6th was, it was definitely not a violent terrorist attack. It wasn't an insurrection. Was it a riot? Sure. It was not a violent terrorist attack. Sorry. So why are you telling us that it was, Ted Cruz, and why are none of your Republican friends who are supposed to be representing us and all the people who have been arrested during this purge saying anything? What the hell's going on here? So after Ted Cruz heard the king, you know, the prince, I should say, say these things about him, he texted him and said, can I come on your show? And here's the exchange between the two. You called this a terror attack when by no definition was it a terror attack. That's a lie. You told that lie on purpose, and I'm wondering why you did. Well, Tucker, thank you for having me on. When you aired your episode last night, I I sent you a text shortly thereafter and said, listen, I'd like to go on because the way I phrased things yesterday, it it was sloppy, and and it was frankly dumb. I don't buy that. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't buy that. Look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You were a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served in the Senate. And every word you repeated that phrase, I do not believe that you used that accidentally. I just don't. It's, so, Tucker, as a result of my sloppy phrasing, it's caused a lot of people to misunderstand what I meant. <laughs> oh, my God. He got punked he got out on it. television. Get out of what? Get out of what, Vanessa? The bottom. The, the, the bottom line is he should have came back and He's said, kissing. have you looked at the videotape? Did they find pipe bombs? Did they do anything? What's the definition of terrorism? And He's he not going to do that. He should have blasted him. He should have blasted him. He should have blasted him and said, what's the you definition what, of terrorism? Right. Stop. What's the, did we He's find bombs there? That. Did they assault stop. the police? Did they beat on stop. police? Did they do this? Did stop. they do that? He should have laid it out. But no, what did he do? He should have... You're right, Mr. Carlson. <laughs> I misspoke. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. 
You are punk. You are punk. You are, that's right. He is punk in the deepest part of your heart. You are punk in your heart. You are punk. I don't care. He's a punk. Tucker Carlson should be called out for it, too. If I got in front of Tucker Carlson, I'd be like, what's your definition of terrorism? And let's say something. Stop it. Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. Stop it, Mr. Elias. Stop it. Stop it. Come on, you know dude. damn well. You know damn well he's not going to do that. Stop it, bro. Stop it. You, you know he's not going to do that. You know he's not going to do that. Ted Cruz is the word that rhymes with wussy. I mean, I cannot believe that this guy right. would let another man punk him out like that. He's sitting here, well, what I said was foolish and, and you know, and sloppy. You coward. You are a coward. And, 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 you know, he's a disgrace to manhood. We want you to turn your card in. We want you to turn your card in. Looks like we have a phone call, Mr. Elias. Are we taking this call or not? Yeah. I don't know how to get to it yet. Are we getting to it now? I'm, I don't know. I haven't gotten to it yet. I don't know. All right. We'll, we'll it check now. it out and see if it's somebody we're going to bring on the air. All right, Vanessa. Uh, we, we're laughing at this. But but it's really, yeah, it's scary. It, it's it's uh, it's really. Um, if you don't have enough courage to stand up to a, 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 a commentator on TV, how are you going to have enough courage to stand up for what's right for your constituents or you know what's right for the American people? I, I mean, it's just it's it's sad to watch this. It's really, truly sad to watch this. As, as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, I couldn't, I'm not going to say I couldn't let my husband, but I would give Bobby so much hell that he wouldn't want it. I mean, so I don't understand why his wife allowed him, yes, I said allowed allowed him to be a Donald Trump butt-kisser after she <laughs> talked about her. That's what yeah. I was doing. I said, y'all hear that noise? That's what I was talking about. Oh, I, I just don't think that he could talk about me and call mm. me ugly and dog face, and then you go kiss his ass. Yes, I said it, and I am sorry, but I live here in Texas. I have a right to be appalled and in and furious at the way our people in government are treating us. I have a right to be that mad. And I know y'all are probably going, well, vote them out. Well, Vanessa and Jay, it ain't that easy. based on us, they wouldn't be in office. So it, it's, it's not, not, that, not easy. that easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's that, not easy that easy because Texas is a Republican yeah. state. But for Ted Cruz right. to sit there and, and butt kiss after Donald Trump talks about his mama, daddy, Everybody but that fool in the window. I just don't understand how the wife didn't say, baby, I'm I'm not trying to be at Donald Trump's party that they call me a dog face. So I don't understand. It's, it's money. It's money and prestige that important to the wife and the husband that they would yes. allow Donald Trump to yes. get to call them yes. ugly and your dad was a this and a that. I just, you know what? Yes. It, Those are it people is. who, it's, 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 baby, baby, 
It is, Vanessa. Baby, baby. It, 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 it really is. It's almost like being in high school. Donald Trump is the bully, and he has pumped out. He's, you know, Ted Cruz is coming from the lunch line. He slapped his tray out of his hand, and he watched him pick it up off the ground. He's a punk. And for him to, you know. I'm not being funny. Just, I'm not being funny when I say this. But Abbott mm. had a second chance at living. And he's in a wheelchair, for those of you who don't know who Abbott is, because y'all don't live in Texas and don't know what he looked like. Abbott is in oh, a wheelchair. Know. He was in an accident. And he has had a second chance at life. And he is one of the most evil people that you will encounter. I mean, when I tell you that Donald Trump and Abbott, not Cruz, because Abbott is worse than Cruz, that Donald Trump and Abbott need to stand side by side, baby, please. Well, look, I said the same thing about Steve Scalise. This guy got shot because of non-sick. Now, yeah, it was somebody that was a Democrat, but he still got shot. It seems to me that you would say, you know what, God, look, thank you for the second chance. Let me see, can I live my life with a purpose? And let me tell you something, living your life with a purpose, and this is what Republicans sometimes they don't get. They think that, oh, we want everybody to, you know, the, the, the leftists or the Democrats just want everybody to vote their way. Listen, what I want is a country with a strong two-party debate because, you know, I don't know everything. This is what I tell people that work for me. Listen, at the end of the day, let's collaborate. Give me your ideas, and if they make sense, I will implement them. I don't want a party. I don't want to – look, that's why Baskin-Robbins has 33 flavors, right? Everybody has an opinion. But voice your opinion in the proper format, in in the proper form, and then, you know, at the end of the day, let the people decide. Don't cheat because you're behind. Well, the fact is, instead of you running around talking about trying to fix the policies that caused your party to lose the White House, and eh, we're not going to do that. What we're going to do is we're going to rig it so we will never lose the White House again because we know that we can't win on policy. It's crazy. Let's see how Do we get to the phone call now? Yes, 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 yes. All right, bring him in. Who are we speaking with? This is our brother Hotel, man. We ain't spoken to this brother in a while. What's going on, brother? Welcome into the series. Happy New Year, brother. What's happening with you? Thank you. I'm glad to be back. I had a tough year. Health-wise, I eat right, exercise, but they shot me up with something, some antibiotic, and it was falling off. It was crazy, but I bounced back. Oh, and wow. uh, still don't have one of my lungs is effed up. That's why I don't sound oh, wow. the same. But um, we got to take care of our health, both, um, you know, physical and mental. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff out there to get us. Um, wow, I think brother. if I'll pivot over to politics, um, in two-party systems in most nations that have so-called stability, the two parties keep things stable. The problem is for marginalized groups, that stability means that the groups themselves really – get out of the drama scenarios. One or two people make a few billion, one or two hit home runs and, you know, get the nice yacht. But for the majority, it's uh, financial, political, medical ineptitude. And the, the politicians tend to be actors. So they'll perform for whatever audience, but behind the scenes, I, I think it's really just two sides of the same coin. And unfortunately, the voters themselves are usually good people, but are misled. So, uh, I don't know what's going to happen to America. (laughs) 
Well, I tell you what, man. First of all, I want to say, uh, you know, we're going to be thinking about you. You know, obviously, when we don't hear from one of our, you know, people that, uh, you know, loyal listeners may not, you know, we have a lot of loyal listeners who don't necessarily call into the show. You, you know, you have been calling into the show over the years, and, you know, when, you, when you're gone for a certain period of time, you know, we, we behind the scenes ask questions. You know, we haven't heard from so and so in a long time. So we're praying for you and your family. We hope that everything turns out for you. We hope that 2022 is a better year for you, uh, my brother. And, uh, you know, just reach out to the show. If there's anything that we can do to help you, by all means. We've, Mr. Ellis, we've helped listeners before. So, you know, just uh, reach out to us. And, and uh, we, we pray that your health gets better. And, and the message of uh, good, clean health is important. We appreciate you spreading that out to the listeners. And, uh, and Godspeed, man. And we hope to hear from you more frequently uh, in the upcoming year, man. Take care of yourself. And uh, thanks for calling in. Thank you. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Three four seven, eight five zero one two seven two. Last minute we have left here, uh, Jackie. Um, you know, you say you're going to pray for Texas, and we really need all the prayers we can get when it comes to what's happening. But you know, this is bigger than Texas. You know, because what Ted Cruz Ted Cruz represents, what he represents is an is a is a disease, right? Uh, that's going through the Republican Party right now. You know, because you know, as you look around. A lot of Republicans are running for uh, the state seats at the government at the at the state level because they understand how important those seats are when it comes to changing the election. They're trying to get into places where they can overrule the will of the people and change votes. You know that's what they're doing. You know I was, they were they were interviewing a young lady who was at the uh, January 6th insurrection and she talked about how you know what she didn't go in the building. She just wanted to make a point, but at the end of the day, now she is at the local level. You know, we talk about this all the time. The most important elections are not the ones that come up every four years for the president. Yeah, it's important. The ones that are important are the are the off-year elections because these people have no term limits. They can just stay in their power forever, you know? I'll give me the last word on this. Yeah, I, as well as they um... – recognize how important these seats are. That's how important we of importance we gotta take our vote. You better realize your vote is important. And you like yeah. like you said, on all levels, all, all the levels. Realize that about your vote, about who you put into power. That that counts. You really gotta really bet who you're voting first vote period and then really bet who you're voting for and make sure that they have your vote or this is going to change. Nothing will change if we don't change. Right about that. Appreciate it. All right. First edition of Mariana Music's uh, Corner is coming up. You listen to the serious thought. We'll be right back after this. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Radio Network.
nothing is ever the same. Changing houses. Changing faces. Different bedrooms. Different beds. And this trash bag filled with everything I have. I don't want to feel alone anymore. Help us show her she's not alone. Join us at Together We Rise to change the way kids experience foster care. This is a test. Uh, as we jump into the second set with laughter, a hearty laughter from Tommy Styles. Welcome back in, folks. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Good Sunday morning to you, folks, and welcome into the serious side of the TJRS broadcasting live from the Smooth Jazz Jazz Cafe. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 The judge in the Ahmad Arbery case. Today he sentenced the three men in the killing of Arbery in Brunswick, Georgia, all of them facing life in prison, but the judge had to decide whether any of them deserved the chance at parole decades from now. The judge in court carefully choosing his words, sharing his own thoughts, what led to his decision, at one point reminding the courtroom that Ahmad Arbery ran from that truck for five minutes as they chased him. The judge telling the court he would stop talking himself for a full minute. There was silence. He then said that was just a fraction of the time that Arbery was chased. Travis McMichael, who fired the shot and killed Arbery, his father, Gregory McMichael, and their neighbor, William Roddy Bryan. Both Travis McMichael and his father were sentenced to life in prison without parole. And William Roddy Bryan, the neighbor who was with them who shot this video, was the only one who the judge said showed any concern in the moments after that deadly shooting. He was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 30 years. The court hearing from Ahmad Arbery's family, his sister, his father, and his mother, who said the men showed no leniency when they murdered her son, so they do not deserve leniency either. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272 is the call-in number. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rao Show. Um, 13 minutes after the hour, uh, obviously this brings to a conclusion of a case that we followed here closely on the show, The Killing of Lamont Arbery. Um, and when the men were convicted, we uh, celebrated that decision here on the show. We were looking forward to the sentencing phase of it. And so now the sentencing, uh, the decision is made. The judge, uh, I think, got it right. Uh, but obviously I want to discuss this issue not only with you, the listeners, but with my colleagues as well. Vanessa, Jackie, and Mr. Elias, they're all back. Let's uh, pick up the conversation and uh, let me start this one off with you, Jackie. Um, you know, in a world or a country where African-American men are being gunned down at alarming rates and being shot and killed by police, um, very rarely do you uh, get a little justice. And this case played out exactly how most advocates, activists, and people like me thought it would. 
with the conviction of the killers, uh, possibility of no parole for the two, for the son and the father and the man who video recorded it. Uh, he has the ability, or he's eligible for parole in 30 years, which, I mean, the last time I checked, I think that guy's in his late 50s, early 60s. So basically, you know, it's technically a life sentence for him as well. Give me your thoughts on uh, the sentencing and did this turn out the way you thought it would? And are you pleased with the results? Uh, definitely, um, I I am. I mean, because, I mean, this case, that was just a straight, I mean, that was just a straight modern-day lynching. Yeah. I mean, man is out jogging. So we don't have a right to jog no more. Is that what you're saying? So you're just going to create your own justice hunt. Just because of the color of our skin? I mean, it's just uh, it's just hard to believe that we're... Well, no, it ain't. Take the bet. Just, justice, justice has been served, finally. Because there's too many cases where it, it wasn't. You know, it just it just gets to a point where you're trying to tell us we don't have a right to live. You you can just go out, be in your truck, and just decide you, you you're gonna take a life because you're bored. No, these lives these lives are worth something because God put them on this earth. And I didn't put these lives on this earth for you to play target practice. Yep. Yep, you're right about that. Vanessa, give me your thoughts on this. You know, the first thing, well, first of all, let me say thank y'all for getting it right. But um, I was really shocked, surprised that they got life with no parole, shocked that they would do that. I mean, finally, somebody is going to be in serious trouble, give up their life just like they took a life. When I tell you I was surprised to hear no parole, even the man who they wouldn't have gotten any of them got a harsh sentence. He got life with parole in 30 years. I mean, I was shocked. I'm just, I'm being honest. Because when I hear that, I think about that case that tore you apart, Jay, and that was Zimmerman. That case tore you to the soul. I mean, you still have that little boy's picture, I think, on your Facebook page. So to me, he got completely away with it. I didn't think these people would get away with it, but I surely did not think that they would have life with no parole. I didn't. I did not. I just thought maybe they would have got 40 years and got out in 20 or something. I think I even told Les, Les, they're going to get out in 20 years or something. I would have never thought. But I'm grateful. And I hope that this is an example as to y'all just can't go around killing black people because they're jogging through your neighborhood or 
I'm shocked, but I'm grateful. Interesting that uh, that you you uh, thought you were surprised. I, I thought that when you looked at the uh, when you looked at just the ebb and flow of how the the, the 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 trial was going, I just felt that that was you know we talked about it too. I just felt that it was heading in that direction, and I think like we always do for some of these major trials, Mr. Elias, we talk about you know do you think he's going to get this? Do you think he's going to get that? And I think that we, I'm pretty sure we did it for this particular trial. I can't remember what our answers were, uh, but I'm a little surprised, Vanessa, that you were surprised that the end result the verdict and the sentencing turned out the way it did. Right? Yeah. They white, Jay. She's not the only one. They're white. She's not the only one. Did you really think, Jay, that they would never let? Okay, let's just let. Did you think that you think they would never see daylight again? Let's be honest. Vanessa, I'm I'm, I'm with you. I am 100% with you because of the the, the place they were, the, the, the town they were in, where they were from, how that how that that uh, their lawyer had no problem with saying how black how black how black preachers are intimidating people and all this other stuff like okay that's you know and he had no problem with saying anything racist so yeah I, I was pleasantly surprised I, I I'm just like Vanessa I am just like you Vanessa I can't I can't argue with you when you're right I felt the same exact way I was like yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe the judge is putting on the show, and maybe he's doing this. But man, they they not they they a little little hick white town. So, in Georgia, come on, you know. I I, I was excited. I, I was excited that they get off. That along got life in prison, and uh, I I was I was surprised at the same time because of of, of the climate that we live in. I was still I was still surprised. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm right there with you, Vanessa, because it, it didn't seem like they were going to get it. It seemed like they were going to get off. Well, I, you know, well, I, I, uh, I wasn't. I'll have to go back and look, find the transcript. I, I wasn't surprised. After watching the trial, I said there's really no way they can come away with anything different. People were concerned because, remember, this was a jury that had only one black person on it, uh, and there were some concerns there. Uh, but when you watch the, the when you watch the testimony, when you watch the trial, uh, I mean, they put together the prosecution put together a strong case, and and you know, and the antics of counsel about black preachers and and talking about you know his dirty feet and all this other nonsense, you knew that they were get grasping for straws, and they knew uh, based on what they were seeing, they were trying to play to the bias of the white, they were trying to play to that white bias, you know, like, Hey, you know what, this person is this, that, and the other. So yeah, I, I, I get it. But you know, I wasn't surprised by it. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm not surprised by the verdict. I thought that uh, the guy who videotaped it uh, wouldn't, uh, he, he would, he, I thought that he would get a lighter sentence. I guess that was my only surprise yeah. that he actually got, uh, you know, he wasn't convicted on all counts. Uh, and I kind of figured that based on what role he played, uh, and I'm not surprised that he, out of the three that he would be the one that would uh, get the possibility of, uh, you know, of of uh, 
uh, parole, even though it's technically a life sentence. But, you know, listen, you know, they got it right. And I think, you know, what's interesting is that we're having this conversation that we're like pleasantly surprised that they got it right. You know, I mean, in the case of Kim Potter, you know, she's another, she, she got convicted on both counts. Uh, first and second degree manslaughter charges on, on the death of Dante Wright. That's another one that uh, I'm surprised about that yeah. verdict, to be honest with you. Because I thought that they would say, you know, she was, you know, was, she was trying to exit. Yeah, I thought they would say she wasn't, you know, she was trying to, you know, she was trying to, uh, you know, execution of her duties. Uh, you know, I just thought that, you know, usually police get the benefit of the doubt for things like that. And the other part of that, that was surprising is the fact that you can tell after it happened that she was really, I really believe she made a mistake. I don't think she did it intentionally. You can just tell by her reaction after it happened. But I thought that that would play a role and that the cops would let her go and it didn't. I was a little surprised by that. What say you? But Jay, I'm not surprised that they got convicted. I think I'm saying it wrong. I was surprised that they gave some white people life. I thought they was going to get like 20 years. I thought maybe the guy with the video would have gotten 15 years because they wouldn't have had nothing without him. I'm not surprised they got convicted of some one of the charges, but I am shocked that they took those white men's life. I I mean I am what up to. It's hard to make me speechless, but I was just like what? I couldn't believe that. But no, I figured they were gonna get something. And Les said that they was going to get maybe 10 or something. So Les was not surprised that they got convicted of something. But life uh, and the man yeah, who gave him the video still got 30 <laughs> He still got 30 years. I'm like, wow. Wow. That was shocking. Well, I mean, I, I hear you. But like I said, that was the only surprise for me is the fact that uh, they, they, you know, they gave her – I was surprised by it. I'm just going to – Mr. Elias, you said you were surprised as well, yeah, right? With the police officer, Jay, I was, I was definitely – I was shocked with that because I thought they'd use the immunity, the uh, police immunity thing that they got, but they, they didn't. They, uh, they, when they convicted her, I was, I was shocked. And when they – you know, I'm, I'm still waiting to see what's going to happen with the sentences, man, so – We'll see. What about you, Jackie? Um. Well, uh, I don't. I don't have no more to say. I. I I'm. I'm just. I just reiterate again. I'm just glad finally. You know yeah. that a life was. Um, being respected for once. Yeah, yeah. You go to the gun range if you need target practice. Go to the gun range. That's what that's for. Don't mess with people's lives. Fair enough. Fair and enough. All right, three, four. The cop that said shit with the taser. Is that who y'all talking about? Yeah, the one she shot up with the taser. Yeah, that was there. All right, Kim Potter. All right, listen, we're stepping out. We're stepping out, 347-850-1272. We'll be right back after this. It's time for part two of Miriam Music's Corner. Oh, my God, what a great show so far this year. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
can't believe I bumped into you again Happy to see you, I can't pretend I must admit, girl, you are looking fine Won't you have a seat if you got some time? Yeah Your sister told me you dumped that dude Don't mind me, but I find that good news And my mama keep telling me you're the one I can't lie, I don't think she's wrong Forget the others, I know who Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, co-workers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress, and so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. Together, We can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, 
help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. It's the serious side, the very first show of 2022, and it's always a festive time when we begin the year with a new show, and uh, it's always fun. So, uh, say good morning to our peeps that's in the house, and say good morning to Vanessa May Bell. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning. I love y'all. <laughs> Well, that's nice to know. You and Bobby Jones, Bobby Jones. Good morning, Jackie. How are you doing on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday? Happy New Year. Hi, everyone. Once again, hope you all have a blessed and wonderful New Year. You need to get a new phone for Christmas. All right, thank you. Uh, Mr. Elias, Happy New Year to you, brother. How are you? Right, well, happy new year too. It's my brother, and good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Rich Sister. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Momo B. And good morning, Mariana Music. And Mariana Music, that first song was by Kim Waters, and the name of it was Bring It. And the second song was by uh, Jeff Bradshaw featuring Robert Glasper and Eric Robinson in Tweet, and it's called All Time Love. And good morning, my brother Hawking. Good morning, my brother Jerome. Mr. Elias, can we say hello to some people in the chat room, if you don't mind, sir? Oh, yes, sir. We got our brother, uh, brother Covina man in there. Happy New Year, Covina! With sisters in there with us and Crush the System, which is Hotep, who just got off the phone with us. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What's happening? What's happening, everybody? I want to say what's up to the pastor. He is in the hizzy. Good morning, pastor. How you doing? Frankie Mitchell. Charlotte, uh, Sylvester, that's a cool name. Just, uh, I stroll down through here. So many folks, Tammy, Jerome, not Jerome, Jermaine. What's up, Brian? So many people listening. Thank you so much for being a part of it. And don't forget, write the comments in. Can't wait to get the comments. In this year, the very first edition of State Your Case. Uh, can't wait to read those comments. Or you can be a part of it, 347-850-1272. Uh, just appreciate you all. And once again, if you were affected by the storms in the Houston area last night, hopefully everything turned out well for you. But if you did experience some issues, then obviously you can go. You can dial 311 in Houston and uh, try to find services that can help you with, you know, if you have any damage or anything of that nature. And, of course, if it's an emergency, the infamous 911, make sure you, uh, you know, pick up the phone and make that call as well. All right, we'll continue the show, uh, 347-850-1272. Let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Sad news from the NFL. Hall of Fame head coach John Madden has passed away at the age of 85. It happened this past Friday. The death of Betty White, the beloved comedian, just two weeks shy of her 100th birthday. Longtime NFL head coach Dan Reeves has died at the age of 77. He spent 23 seasons as a head coach in the NFL for the Broncos and the Giants and the Falcons. Max Julian, famous for his leading role in the black exploitation film The Mac, has died. All right, more sad and puzzling news about a really great musician. Uh, his name is Nick Colione. Uh, Nick Colione passed away on New Year's Day. 
suddenly, unexpectedly, according to his publicist. But at the end of the night, those who, who were there, I, I suspect, will remember this. I sure do. Harry suddenly asked for everyone's attention. Listen, he said. Everybody here knows that I don't show a lot of emotion, okay? That's just how I grew up. I just want to say that I'm really proud of what I've done with this president. And I love this guy. And then, without any warning, he leaned over and kissed me on the cheek. I think it's fair to say that we were all surprised. <laughs> and I laughed. I said, well, thanks, Harry. I love you too, man. And I put my arm around him, which I think was too much for him. Because he said, well, okay then. It's past my bedtime. And with that, he and Londra headed for the door. Virgil, that's a funny name for a bigger boy that comes from Philadelphia. What do they call you up there? They call me Mr. Tibbs. I wanted to take uh, an opportunity this morning to reflect on the unprecedented amount of deaths that happened uh, during a short period of time. You know, Mr. Elias and I, what we do is we, we send each other texts when someone famous dies, right? And, you know, we get them every now and then, you know, but man, it just seemed like for a period of four days that I was getting texts from him like three or four times a day. And I said, oh, my God, I yeah. can't remember the last time so many famous people died in such a short period of time. So I wanted to take a few minutes this morning just to try to acknowledge some of this. And, and, look, and let me just ask all of you, is it me? But Mr. Elias, I can't remember something. It was like, dude, are you serious? Every time you turn around, I was getting a text from you saying so-and-so died, so-and-so died. So I'm like, what? So... Yeah, it, you know, it was unprecedented. Start with who you will. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was just crazy for so many people to die in such a short period of time, and I was like, oh my god! And you know, start with where start where you want it. Anyone that we you know anyone that we either featured or you know someone that you may know of, Mr. Elias. Uh, I guess I want to start with Sidney Poitier. A matter of fact, it was funny, not funny, but. When you sent the text saying that he had died, I was in the middle of watching in the heat of the night because I had never seen it before. I saw the TV series, but I never saw the original movie. And I was watching the movie when y'all got the text from you saying he died. Your thoughts on Sidney Poitier? Just, just a great, amen, great human being, a humanitarian, an activist, and man, just, amen, wow, just a great, great great person you know I, and me and my nephew we were, we were hanging out the other night and we were talking about him and he said I, I only remember seeing two of his movies and that was Uptown Saturday Night and um, what was the other one with uh, oh with, with Jimmy Chase with Jimmy Walker was it Let's Do It Again Let's Do It Again that's it and he's like man those only two movies I've seen I was like you didn't see they call me Mr. Tibbs so with love you didn't see none of those 
Like during the heat of the night, he said, no, nah, those only two I remember seeing. And he said, those were the funniest movies I had seen in a long time. I was like, well, yeah, they were. They were. Yeah, now the two the movies that he starred in with Bill Cosby were movies that he actually directed. So he made the transition from actor to director, actor, and he produced. So, you know, once again, just a pioneer in that industry. Vanessa, and it's also Sidney Cordier. I think he really represented the black people in the industry back when it wasn't a lot of black people in the industry very well and I too was very surprised at how many people God came and got going into the new year um, it's always to me a lot of this that was back to back to back now, though Betty White did not make it to 100 years of age so I just think that she gave a lot um he gave a lot to his country. Even the young people knew who she was. And somebody posted, but I didn't know how to share it, a picture of her in the heavens with the clouds sitting at a table with the golden girl saying, I'm telling you, this world is going to hell. And so I, I couldn't repost it, but that's what she was telling the golden girls that the world had went to hell since they died. So, you know, I just, I'm sure she's got a lot to tell them when she get up there, but... You know, rest in peace to Betty White and rest in peace to Sidney Poitier, uh, who I just think represented black people really well in the industry. So it's been an interesting year. I'm just glad that we're all here. We're all here. All of us are here. Absolutely. Jackie, your thoughts? Yeah, I just simply uh, just celebrate the life that everyone has lived. Don't worry about where they didn't get to. Celebrate mm-hmm. the life that you here. That's what I'm about. And that's um, definitely a Sidney Poitier. To me, I think about Rain in the Sun. That was my favorite. Seeing him in Raising in the Sun. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's a good one. And definitely, um, Betty White, love Betty White, stuff that I've seen her in. I just, just definitely for me, just being in the business, just, um, there's a, those are definitely people who inspire me to want to be in the business. I just, I just honor their names. I just honor them for the years that they spent here opening doors. Any courtier opening doors for black, any white opening doors for women. For women. At a, Absolutely. It, it, at a time where it was, you know, hard. It was some doors to have to not probably break down, tear them. And they were my inspiration. And I thank them. Absolutely. And so when we talk about Mr. Elias, let's talk about, you know, John Madden, that guy, you know, I mean, the emphasis and the input impact he had on football as a coach, as a commentator, and the number one video game that's out there. Give me your thoughts. 
Miss Elias is not here. Okay, what about you? Well, Jackie, you guys don't know anything about that. I hate, I hate when he does it. He bounces out of the show in the middle of a segment. Miss Elias, give me your thoughts on uh, John Madden. John Madden, man, just a prolific uh, coach, you know, and, and um, you know, he recognized um, his players and what his players were about, man. You know, Art Shell says that one time John Madden was yelling at him, and uh, he's screaming at him and yelling, and 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 and, and our children take too kindly to it. And uh, he said, uh, he told our show, said you're you're a little bit too sensitive. And our show didn't 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 take too kindly to that. But John Madden recognized that hey, this player didn't take too too kindly to people yelling at him, and he never yelled at him again. And he got the most out of our show that way, you know. Just you know, prolific coach, man. Yeah, he was. And then we talk about the Mac. <laughs> the Mac. You know, I haven't seen that movie. It's interesting. There's some movies. I haven't seen. I never saw the Mac. I just recently watched Superfly what? from back in the day. Never seen the Mac, bro. I'll be watching it. Uh, man. I'll be watching it. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I just haven't seen oh. the Mac. You know, I, you know. When, you, when you get to the part about Pretty Tony and he throw that line at him, oh, man, that's it. <laughs> Okay. Hey, movie history. We get to that okay. point. Hey, pretty, Mr. Pretty Tony, your team chose me. He said, now we can either handle this like some gentlemen or we can get into some gangster ass. Your choice. <laughs> yeah. okay. So you didn't see that, sir, with love. Huh? I didn't see Westman Vanessa. Sir, with love. No, I, mm-hmm. no, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I, you know, I, I have to. back there in the, in the yard. Yeah, we can do that. I just never, you know, to me, I wanted to see Coffee and Clear Batcher Jones for all the right, wrong reasons, but go ahead, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got Jerome. Jerome has chimed in with us, man. Oh, what's going on, Jerome? Happy New Year, man. Welcome in. Um, Happy New Year. You know, first of all, I want to say I can't believe you have not seen the Mac because you've seen Friday, <laughs> and even Felicia was trying to borrow the VTR to see the Mac. You didn't, even, you didn't catch that? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I, believe, I forgot about I can't believe that. you you're missed right. that. You want yeah, to watch no, you're right. Yeah, she yeah. wanted to watch the match. You're right. Everybody's seen the match. Even, even police. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Well, Jackie, have you seen the match? Jackie, have you seen the Mac? Uh, no, I have. There you go. I have. There it is. All right, there you go. Man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, she's getting me. He was rewatching it. He saw it before it won the bow of the CI. So watch the match. Yeah, and by the way, I'm me, man. I'm sorry. I got the match on DVD. I had to have it. <laughs> oh wow! Hey, I have to go look you it know up. You know you missed. Say what? You know you missed. That was a three-picture deal with Bill Cosby, and one of my favorites because it's the Staple Singers. I was little. My mom and them loved the Staple Singers. It was a piece of the action. Was the third oh, wow. one out of yep. three-picture deal yep. with Paramount. It was Uptown Saturday Night. I don't know what's in what order. Uptown Saturday Night. Uptown Saturday Night. Um. Well, I got. I forgot the other one. Um, let's, let's do it, do it again. again. Piece of the action. Let's do it again. 
You know, I, although I love Denise Nichols, but that was a whole nother story. I was young. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, no, when I got older, I love her. And his very first directorial debut is actually a movie I was looking for over the holidays. Is um, Tell Elias, which one was that? Buck and My the Preacher, Adam. man. It's Buck and the Buck Preacher. Buck and the Preacher. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was his first yep. directorial debut. I got that. I got that on DVD too. <laughs> See? Okay. So, have you seen Buck in the Future, Jay? Well, you got me yeah, on okay. that. Did we miss that? that. Okay. No, you no, haven't no, seen yeah, that. Yeah. No, I haven't, I haven't seen. You that. haven't seen. We got to do. Um, we got. We got to do some black conditioning to Jay over the weekend. <laughs> gotta be uh, Vanessa. I'm sorry to take over the show. Vanessa, you've seen Buck of the Preacher, right? Again. Oh, did we miss her? Here I am. Say it again. Yes. Yeah, you seen Buck of the Preacher? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I did see that. That's the one where the guy had the, the gun in the Bible, right? Yeah, I saw that. My yes. bad. Yeah, I did That's see Harry that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I yep. remember that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, there are some holiday classics in my house. Oh, holiday classics. She said, I can tell oh. that's holiday classics. So, I mean, we, we're way over. We got to go. We have to go. All right, it's time for an NPR update. Then we'll, we'll say our goodbyes. Plus, we'll hear from our audience. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Round Show. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's some good stuff, too, actually. We'll be right back after this. Officials in Pakistan say roads at that popular mountain resort have been cleared after the deaths of 22 people who were stuck in their cars during a heavy snowstorm at Sakta Resort town of Murray. Officials say some 700 vehicles have been pulled out of the snow and that the remaining tourists were taken to safety last night. The U.S. Figure Skating Championships uh, wrap up today in Nashville, Tennessee with the conclusion of the men's competition. The men put on a dazzling short program yesterday led by Nathan Chen. He's considered a gold medal contender in next month's Winter Olympics. From Nashville, and here's Tom Goldman reports. Five-time U.S. champion Nathan Chen summed up the men's short program in one word, insane. Four skaters scored over 100 points. That's really good, led by Chen's U.S. championships record, 115.39. There was great artistry and jumping. The top three cleanly landed multiple quadruple revolution jumps, the quad being a winning standard these days. Vincent Joe was right behind Chen in second place. To skate how I did in 412 and still not be in first place really shows the depth of talent that the U.S. men's field has. Heading into today's longer free skate, newcomer Ilya Malinan is in third with Olympic medal winner Jason Brown in fourth. Tom Goldman, NPR News, Nashville. The U.S. Olympic long track speed skating trials also winding up today in Milwaukee. Yesterday, Joey Mantia won the men's 1,500 meters, setting a track record. Brittany Bow won the women's 1,500 meters, earning a third individual spot for the Beijing Winter Games. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. This message is brought to you by the NPR Coffee Club. A subscription brings fresh roasted coffee directly to your door. And you can also give a gift subscription to the NPR superfan in your life. Learn more about our new NPR blend by visiting us at nprcoffeeclub.org.
All right, folks, it is time for uh, State Your Case, where we read uh, comments from our world-famous chat room and from social media and from the sites that we monitor throughout the course of the show. Mr. Elias, man, you have anything you want to share with us this morning from our world-famous chat room? Yes, I got a couple of them. And Kavina Man says, even after the old older white race dies off, we will still be under racial oppression because of, because of Hispanic racism. He says, look at the percentage of Hispanic men supporting Trump in Texas and Florida. Wow. Examples of Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio. And then Crusty Sister says, thanks for having me on. Now people come together and have a tough discussion that will bring us uh, true freedom. Keep doing it. Keep and keep doing it. He said, treatment works, diet exercise, mantras, martial arts, chest yoga, holistic diets, and if necessary, complementary medicines, mixing modern, uh, mixing moderate, uh, modern with ancient herbal remedies. I would, I would probably have died last year had I not been up to speed with my with exercise, diet, etc. Peace and love, uh, ASAP Hotel, uh, Hotel, great radio, and he says, great radio show. Wow, uh, man, that's uh, wow, that's uh, that's man. Once again, prayers to him. Uh, you know, he calls in every now and then. Uh, I know he listens every Sunday, but my goodness, I just—you never know, man. You never know the people that are listening to the show. You never know what they're going through in their own personal strife. So it's just, uh, just uh, thanks for sharing that message. Right, I have a few here. Let me read one from the pastor. Uh, he says, "Hallelujah, thank God, y'all are back. Peace and blessings, family, and happy New Year. Prayers to Hope Tep." Uh, I have missed this so much. Good show, guys. A way to kick off 2022. Well, Pastor, we missed you as well. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Charlotte from New Orleans says, a powerful segment. Thanks for remembering those who have passed on. Thank you, Charlotte. Uh, Mitchell from Atlanta says, profound start to this week's show. Praying, praying for you, Miss Vanessa. I hope that over time your broken heart is healed. Thank you. For those kind words, uh, Frankie from El Elphurst says, "LOL, two for 2022, the cuss jar." He said, "What's the he said What's the over on the final amount? Whatever it is, I'm taking the over." He says, "Sorry, Mister Elias, LOL." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you what, we will we will implement that. <laughs> we are already at a dollar fifty thanks to Mr. Elias and uh Vanessa's uh this and Jay, oh, short and Jay. And well Jay. okay, I put twenty five. Yeah, and I put twenty five cents in. Okay, fine. Twenty five <laughs> All right, so we the we're at a dollar fifty. So yeah, well, give her time. All right, and uh here's one for Brian. He says, Damn Jay. He says, Damn Jay. He says, Are you really black? How have you not seen the Mac? Brother you need to be That's what we want to know. That's what we want to know. Really? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well. There, 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 there has to be questions asked, Jay, seriously, though. I mean, I'm not I'm not with him, but I'm just saying. Yeah, we do have there to you are. Yeah. Hey, call already. Call 2022. You know. <laughs> you can say it already. You can say it already. Well, wait a minute, Jay. Jay. Yeah, what? I forgive you because you've seen all Pam Grimm movies, so you are black. Yeah, there you, see, there you go. So you have to get up yeah, and follow me, bro. <laughs> exactly. For all the wrong reasons as a young black boy. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Online radio at its best. 
Oh boy, what a way to kick off 2022. All right, it is time for our final thoughts. Ladies are first, and uh, Miss Vanessa, final thoughts. Okay, my final thought is the last two years has been rough for America, for the country. And I just want people to know that, like Italy has implemented to be 50 years old, you must be vaccinated. I wish this, this country would do the exact same thing. People, please remember to get out and vote uh, in the elections that are coming up in mid-year. Please remember to go out with your mask, using sanitizer, wipes. Omicron is, is, is just not a joke. Omicron is not a joke. It is too many people that are young, children, in the hospital, flooding, the hospital. They just opened up a vaccination and a testing site right here at my house, right here at the stadium. And so just be safe and just don't think it's a joke because it's not. And y'all are saying, well, y'all are vaccinated and y'all got it. It's not going it doesn't stop you from getting it. It just stops you from dying. So please go out and get vaccinated and stop spreading it. Have a good week. And thank y'all. Well well said, Vanessa. Well said. Good stuff. Jackie, final thoughts. Um, definitely a great show today. Again, I say thank you all for your prayers and condolences on behalf of my father. Thank, thank you so very, very much. It's um, a great show. Um, like I said, I reiterate again, you know, you, you be the change. In, in, in your life, you, you have power in God. So be the change. You be the change that you want to be in your life, okay? Take care, and y'all have a wonderful and blessed Sunday. All right, good stuff. Appreciate it. And uh, prayers to you, as always. Uh, Mr. Jerome Spree, man, final thoughts? Well, I don't really have final thoughts since I missed primarily show, but I just want to say Happy New Year to everyone who I have not had a chance to say that to, Vanessa, everybody on the show, I'm not going to name names, and, um, you know, Kathleen, <laughs> uh, Mayor Ann Music, everybody who we normally kind of say hey to, I just want to make sure I said Happy New Year. I must have missed that early on in the show, so I'm going to take up your Absolutely. time, because I will take it up in a little bit. Go ahead. All right, there you go. It's your time, not mine. Appreciate you, brother. The man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S, man. Final thoughts? Well, folks, you know, at Rich Sister, you have you have my definite my definite prayers and my condolences to your family. You know, I know it's hard to lose a parent, and, you know, just know that if you need anything, we love you and we're here for you. But I got to get on my soapbox, folks, because I always do every Sunday. We tried to mansion in cinema. And tell them to bypass that filibuster to get the voting rights bill passed through and the John Lewis bill passed through. Because if we don't, our democracy, is, our democracy is in peril right now, folks. You can vote for whoever you want to, and these people can come, come by and say, ah, we don't like who you voted for. Get them out of there. We're going to put who we want in office. So get reach out to Manchin and Cinema and tell them, hey, the Republican Party, damn what you want, Joe Manchin. You, you you proposed something that said that if you got if you proposed that ten two ten Republicans would get on board with it, well you proposed it and they didn't like it, they didn't pass it. So guess what? Now it's time to get on board and get the filibuster passed. 
get, get the voting rights there and John Lewis will pass because if you don't, you know, somebody could get your get your get your ass out of office and uh, you know, you'll just be sitting there looking stupid. You know, tis the season. Uh the midterms has officially begun, so like Mr. Elias said, let's get out here and ring some phones and, you know, Jackie, thoughts and prayers with you as always, and pay attention to what's going on with the COVID virus, because, you know, when it first came out, I didn't really know a lot of people who have it, but as of right now, because of this new variant, I think every house around mine has had it, and there was a scare in my house as well, so take it serious, it's no joke, and do what you have to do. And on that note, Mr. Elias... If it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rouse show. We were nervous, folks, but you're going to get your first edition of all the Need to Know Faces with Mr. Jerome Esprit coming up in about 30 seconds. So for Vanessa, for Jackie, for Mr. Elliot, and Jerome, I'm Jay Rouse. And have a wonderful work week. Remember, it is Sunday and we're having a serious conversation. It is the serious side of the Jay Rouse show. God bless everybody. Take care. Coming up next, Mr. Jerome is free on the beat no base. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? It's a brand new year and it's a brand new edition of On a Need to Know Basis with Mr. Jerome Spree, man. Happy New Year, brother. What you have on your agenda for this morning? First show of 2022. Well, we're definitely going to start with some um, new laws. You know, we we have to start the year off with telling people what was going on across the country. Right. So we're going to start off with new laws. Yeah. No, 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 that's it. We just got to hold your laws today. I'm just joking. No, but it's you know, very, I, very informative <laughs> because when you did it last year, people were like, I'm glad he's doing it. So I am glad that your tradition continues. Brother, I take a bow. The floor is yours. You know, I want to say this, though, as I came in. Now, I feel, and I've done this on the show quite a few times, and, you know, I apologize, but I didn't know what I, I didn't hear any of the show before I came on. So, um, condolences uh, to, to, to Jackie and uh, like I hate missing the show. Like there's I, there's been times I've come on and something will happen. And I'll go what what happened and I want everybody to relive what happened just for me. But um, it's not that I'm being insensitive. So if you, if that ever has happened on this show, I miss birthdays. <laughs> like I miss stuff and I'm like what happened. So yeah, I'm not I'm not being insensitive. Don't send Jay's letters and saying that I act like I don't like people on the show or something. I I really don't didn't know what happened. Still don't, but we'll deal with that later. And also, Jay, I want to say that um again, here's where I can take the time and tell you that I'm gonna put the uh, next week every show. Matter of fact, we'll do this every show. We're gonna put a black classic. Me and Les will talk about black classics that Jay should have watched. <laughs> Whether you watch them or not, <laughs> we're gonna have a discussion about why you should watch it. And I'm gonna start off this 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 show with one, and I know you watched it, but um, somebody stole my chicken. I'm gonna start off. Yeah. With 
So get me started on I'm that one. What, what I know you watch, but it's a black classic. <laughs> so if you have not watched Which Ways Up with Richard Pryor, <laughs> um, we're going to give you exactly um, one year. So by ne- January, <laughs> if you think that you're black and you did not see any of these movies, we're going to have a talk. We're going we gonna to start getting a list. Not just of you, Jay, but anybody <laughs> listening. If you're black, you don't get accused. You can. Everybody else can have like a. Uh, they can have a note from their doctor. You know. You're like you don't have to get vaccinated. You can get a medical excuse. Like what's that guy's name? The tennis player. Uh, <laughs> Novak Djokovic. Yeah, like that joke. Because <laughs> he was a medical excuse when they in the pandemic. We gonna give you a medical excuse for being black. Uh, we can't do that if you have not seen a piece of the action. Oh, That's right. So you're going to do this fact, every week? Huh? Matter of fact, what? Okay. No, matter of fact, what? I'm going to go Buck and Preacher. We're going to have two for one today since we start the new year. <laughs> Buck and a Preacher and a piece of the action. I mean, I'm sorry. So this is every week? Uh, no, you said, whoa, whoa, you said, uh, oh, you said, uh, which way is up, man. You can't be changing. Yeah, I'm sorry. Which, is way, which way is up in a Buck and a Preacher? Buck and a Preacher. Uh, all right. All right, every week you're going to do this. Every every week we're going to have a classic. So um, LES is coming up with next week's classic, but I'm just saying there's a there's a movie that you should watch, and it does not hurt for um, extra credit when you've seen Pam Grier movies. So, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely. Hey, what kind of low-life dog, scoundrel, snake in the grass, would lay with another man's wife? Who is this? You, you lying son of a bitch. Jay's getting the cousin on Sunday. See, I, I just said, which way's up. There's a lot of cussing. This, this is before we had our rating system. That was not 2013. That would probably get, <laughs> that would probably get rated X back then. You ain't brother. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we had the rating system until... I don't know. Probably, I don't know when the rating system came up, but it needed to be out for that. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to have one. All right, well, I've been peeing on your time long enough, man. It's all yours. No, 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 you know what, Jay? I think we need to start start the year off light. So here's, here's what I'm going to do for you. I am not that I'm going to start this up again. I just want to be really clear. But since I have not done any um, unconfirmed black history, I'm going to start the year off with you, for you. This is a gift to Jay. Cause, cause <laughs> Thank I, you. Because I dumped on him so much. You get the unconfirmed black history today, okay? <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> so here we, here we go. All right. Ah. So, you know, in the 1920s, you know, prohibition was the law of the land. And if you don't right. know... It was the, the U.S. had a constitutional ban on the production, transportation, importation, and the sale of alcohol. So most people learn how to move in secret. So a little-known joint named Kelly's operated just outside of North Philly. Um, it operated outside of the law, of course. So they had good food all day, good music all night, and that was their motto. So this hotspot had this dyslexic but talented bass player named um, Cal B. Don't mistake him for Al B. That happened a little bit later. But we're not sure. <laughs> Name is either. So anyway, Cal, at the end of the night, the owner always played his employees and made them read a sign on the door that said, keep, keep it quiet. 
So Cal yeah. walked in the office, got his cash, the owner pointed at the sign, and Cal made history by saying, quiet as cat. And that saying changed over the years, but quiet as your cat. I'm dyslexic. I'm silly. Thank you very much. That was our first You got to wait for Black History to rest up. There you go. Well, I thank you, sir, for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was good. I appreciate it. All right. That was good. All right. Hey. Why does it cat? That's how we do. <laughs> all right, fellas. So all y'all right. So all that shit. <laughs> all right. What's going on? What's going on, Elliot? Man, hey, hey, man, brother. It's a new year, new start. That's all I'm saying about it. That's all I got to say is a new year, new start. There you go. Now, I, I missed the comment that um, Convener Man had. What was... Um, you know, I, I'm taking the time up on this segment to ask that. What were you guys talking about where um, um, doing that segment? Do you remember? We were talking about uh, we were talking about the fact of you know race. Jay said he didn't think racism would ever die. You know, and then uh, Calvina said, you know, that's what he said. Even after older old white men die out. He would still be under racial oppression because of Hispanic racism. And he said, look at the percentage of Hispanic men who supported Trump in Texas and Florida. Examples of Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio. So oh. he would say he didn't think you know, racism would ever die. Yeah, that, that's a fight we should not even we shouldn't even fight anymore. Because when you when you have you know the the young people in Congress, the uh, insurrectionist people, they're pretty young. So mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll even, you know, throw in people like Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi when it comes into racism because they won't change status quo. They they know no. who in their community who is overtly racist, and then the other white folks won't even change from the racist people's actions. The first thing mm-hmm. Biden should have done when he came in is took everything that, that um, Trump did off the planet. Like, he should have just redone it because the racist yeah. guy did that to Obama. But Biden didn't, mm-hmm. didn't say the Obama stuff and take Trump's out of there. He left it. So all right. the stuff that we have to live under oppression, because that drives me crazy. So when I heard that, you know, at the end of the show, it made me think that we're looking at this wrong. Like people keep wanting to, we need to move on from oppression and racism and stuff. That what they're saying is that right. we need to move on from talking about it. But, right. Yeah. So Kavina, you know, like like normal is right you know like yeah. we we need to stop even having a conversation about it being over because we're about to see some mm-hmm. of the news <laughs> it's pretty much how this goes <laughs> all right yep. so so here's who we lost last year you guys are right we lost archbishop desmond tutu yes. uh, general colin powell baseball legend hank aaron iconic yes. actress cicely tyson um, civil rights attorney Vernon Jordan, the first black golfer to play in a majors, Lee Elder, Calvin, um, mathematician, yeah, right. yeah, yep, Charlie McBay, who mm. I think what, what was the the movie? Sorry, uh, Friday, hidden you know? figures. What was it? Hidden figures. Hidden figures. Hidden figures. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, mathematician Charlie McBay. Um, 
NBA legend Sam Jones, who was the Boston Celtic guard who won 10 NBA titles with Bill Russell. Notice I left everybody mm-hmm. else out, but it's been Bill Russell. Soja <laughs> <laughs> White and those guys were there, I, I reckon, but yeah. No, he didn't play with them. Soja White was a little bit later. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, he passed, um, you know, but at, before he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. He died at 88. Mm-hmm. And I, and obviously, the guy who Jay is going to hear for the rest of the year, Max Julian, who started with Richard Pryor, yeah. he died at 88 as well. Mm-hmm. So right. I definitely wanted to start off with them. And I didn't even do the entertainment folks who passed because that list is long. So maybe I'll put it on the show for next time. But there's there's um, there was a lot of notable... I, not that everybody else is not like respectfully notable that passed, but there's a lot of high profile people that pass. Mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, starting um, January 1st, here's some um, 20 state laws raised, um, um, saw a rise in their, their minimum wage. I'm sorry, it takes effect while New York's increase began. Um, New Year's Eve, everybody else is started on January 1st. Um, in addition to the um, 20 states, I think it was actually 21 states, individual cities and counties implemented um, minimum wage increases too. So sometimes you can have a city do a minimum wage. It does not have to be the state or the, the federal, but um, 35 cities and counties will see higher wages in the New Year's. That's according to the National Employment Law Project. So in New York State, $15 minimum wage applies only to certain places, but including New York City, Long Island, Westchester County, um, while Maryland increased this minimum wage to $12.50, uh, Montgomery County near Washington, D.C. already implemented a $15 minimum wage. I know this is going to sound a little confusing. You could be in a state that has a minimum wage and then the county has a higher or the city has a higher minimum wage but hey that's how laws work now the no surprise act took effect on new year's day it's a federal law it's aimed to provide protection from surprise medical bills and requires companies to cover out of network expenses um, that can rise particularly in cases of emergency so the new law will mm. not cover ambulances, though. But because you know mm. when you have insurance and you go out of town and it's you know you're on vacation, there were right. actual you know companies that were saying you're out of network, so we're not we're only covering like eighty percent or twenty percent or whatever of certain aspects of your medical thing. So there's a new federal law that they can't do that. You can be out of network mm. as long as you need services. Your medical insurance needs to cover it. They really? can't just break it apart. So that was actually good that that kicked in. Now, in Kansas, people will be allowed to buy specialized license plates featuring Don't Tread on Me, which is the coil snake symbol, which is known yeah. as the Gattis, uh, Gatson flag. So you, we all know the Gatson flag has become a racist symbol and has been adopted right. by far right people so that's why that was in kansas because the far right people want to identify themselves and be gang related so 
Let mm-hmm. me say this again. You lost the Civil War, and they're still fighting it, and everybody else who um, knows this need to get on their job and fight back because these really? guys are constantly trying to put everybody back into, um, you know, back into that headspace. You know, and speaking of that, you know, I, I watched um, – there was a video of um, a news station – doing a story about a black guy who was he was at a grocery store putting groceries in his car white woman called 911 and she was saying that he looked suspicious because he was looking around and she called the police called the police and said I think he might have stole that car and the police pulled him over and yeah, they pulled him over and said, oh, yeah, his license plate tag wasn't displayed, but he did have it, um, the temporary tag. You know, sometimes you get a temporary tag. So 911, and I don't really remember right now what city this news story was in, and they did it like a human interest story. Like somebody did a damn spelling, sorry for cursing. Well, we don't have no curse jar on this show. <laughs> so anyway, they did, a, they did it like it was a human interest story, like a spelling bee. They were like, really? yeah, you know how they, the white woman, she was young, right? But she said, do you think that was racism? And as I was watching this, I wanted to curse so much. It was not even funny. Starting my year off cussing. Because here's what we need to know about racism. White folks, just hear me on this one. When you know that a white person called the police on somebody because they were black. Stop asking the black people if they think it's racist. Yes. You know, in the words of Riley from the Boondocks, F that news story. (laughs) F the reporter for asking him questions like she was really happy. Like, do you think so? And how did you feel? F you for doing that because everybody knows that was egregious. She should have found the white woman who did that and threw a mic in her face and says, how do you feel about just randomly picking out black people and calling police? That's where those stories really, need to go. You, black people. If, 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 it, if he was white, would you have called the police on a man? I bet you wouldn't have. Right. Come no, on, no. I'm saying it's the nature of those stories. And stop acting like the white woman was innocent and made an honest mistake. Then they would Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is what right. This is what colonizers do. This is what like everything is from their perspective. So the 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 news the reporter was asking the guy from a perspective of you know are you sure you were offended? And it could have been an honest mistake because she thought you looked shady kind of thing. Like he honestly he was um, and I don't mean I don't want to profile him. Like he had a really nice car was. You know, really dressed professionally, putting groceries in his car, and she was suspicious of him. So, F her. <laughs> I'm one more operator who, did, who didn't ask the woman, I'm sorry, did you see a crime being committed? Stop calling 911 unless it was a crime. You really? cannot call 911 because somebody looked funny. I'm feeling I some think, kind of way. I, I think, guess. I think, I think. They, Come 911 on, called the police on her, right? And... That's the policeman who pulled him over and said, although, you know, like the black dude did, uh, you know, the police was nice. I don't give a damn if they were nice. 
You cannot pull you over unless somebody suspects you of a crime. And they just can't keep making up yep. crimes just to pull you over. I think he might have stolen. That's, that's what she said to 911. That, that, that's she said, I hope you catch him. There's a story in Everson, Illinois, where a guy got they, they told this guy, they pulled him over, and then somebody suspected him of stealing a car, right? And he was in his own car. And they yeah. slammed him. They did all kinds. And it was all on videotape. And, 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 and they found out it was his car. They arrested him. Took him to jail and did everything they could to this guy. And he was in his own car. And he yes. sued the city of Everton and, and won a million dollars over it. But it was just like, I can't believe it. He should have broken. <laughs> yeah. broken like a crap table at Caesars. He said that. <laughs> <laughs> words that Ellie. In the words, I see if he should have just kept shaking up, shaking up, shaking up, shake him. He should have just been breaking him like a bad day's game. It's so, I know, my bad, Jay. Because, you know, I'm just, my references today. Now, here's the, but here's the point that I'm making is that it does, it seems like it's so frequent that everybody seems to be like trying to be rational with people who are not being rational. And we should not do that. So, anyway, I just, that it, it popped in right. my head. You know, sometimes when we do the news, it's kind of cold. And I was told that sometimes we need to do human interest stories. And that was a damn human interest story. Somebody need to put her under the jail. And, you and, ain't lying, um, man. Yeah. So, all right. So, let, let me let me hit the... Uh, I know I stopped in the, middle, in the middle of our new laws. All right, for the people listening for the new laws. Maryland will join a number of states with a law, a new law that will prohibit the sale of any cosmetic products if it contains ingredients that were tested on animals. I don't know what that's all about. In Vermont, (laughs) the new law, a new law outlaws the trade in parts or products from a number of exotic animals, including elephants, giraffes, sea turtles, endangered sharks, whales, and certain primates. The law exempts Hmm. law enforcement educational for scientific uses. Okay. Um, I don't know what okay. I want to say about Vermont, but okay. So recreational, we can't pass voting laws, but they want to say, hey, if you got an exotic animal, we going to throw you under the jail. <laughs> All right. So recreational marijuana. Uh-oh. Elias, we got a trip coming out. Like okay. I'm okay. just going to tell okay. you. It's not Vegas, but in the state of a state that I would never go to, or that I've never been to, the state of Montana, recreational marijuana what? is legal in Montana. Yeah. Mm. State mm-hmm. voters in, in November approved a change um, of their law. So if you want to go to Montana and, you know, sit out on a range, <laughs> you can smoke weed all you want to. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Now I, I'm I'm sure they're growing weed out there, but that's a whole other story. I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. judging Montana. Now in Ohio, students entering high school um, won't be allowed to graduate until they complete a course in financial literacy, covering such adult issues as taxes, interest rates, and getting a loan. So the sponsors of the legislation said the state has a duty to pre- prepare young people for success. You know. Mm. If they feel that strongly, Ohio, why don't you put, put civics back in there and actually get people really? to understand about your crazy politics that's going on there and some of the people. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? Um, 
was that crazy dude's name? It wasn't Paul Ryan. Who was it that came from Ohio? And he's been there for oh. so how long? Yeah, I know you're talking about. It. Yeah, it, it'll it'll hit me later on in the show, but yeah, so they changed that. Now it will all it will be legal to chain a dog up in Texas. Now, I don't know what Texas is thinking. Like most of the time, hey, to all of my family. <laughs> any outdoor restraint must be lighter and more flexible, and dogs must have adequate shelter, shade, and water. So fines can go up as high as five hundred dollars for the first offense, and repeat offenses could get you jail time. If you have your dog on a chain outside, and it's hot outside, or it's raining, really have a shelter. <laughs> Now, wow. Yeah, I don't know how this enforcement is going to look, but a bunch of loose dogs going down the street, you know, running around the street. <laughs> now, is the fine still heavy if your dog bites somebody? Because I'm just kind of wondering. I would rather have them chained yeah. up. Dude, that's really? kind of crazy. All right, now, New Hampshire has passed new laws related to animal welfare as well, uh, making stealing a dog a felony on the second offense and making it a misdemeanor to maliciously um, remove a tracking collar or micro microchip from somebody's dog. Oh, I get it. So if your dog has a tracking collar and somebody steals it and they take the chip out or the collar off, it is also a misdemeanor and it's a felony for stealing the dog. I don't know what is New Hampshire short on dogs. <laughs> I don't really understand this law. Okay, we're fine. Really, I've just got to let them have that. So, a new law in Nevada makes it illegal for insurance companies to deny coverage to homeowners or charge more based on their dog breed. So, apparently, if you have a certain dog, insurance companies in Nevada was raising your rates. So, the insurance say that they need to be account um, need. There need to be able to account for potential liability bought by um, a potentially aggressive animal. But supporters hmm. say the law protects pet owners from um, breed discrimination. You know, white folks will make up words for any for anything. But breed line there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now that's the thing. Apparently, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Do not advocate for your dog, but everything is not discrimination against you. Like, that's why they make exactly. laws against, you know, real things sound petty. Because if you discriminate mm-hmm. against somebody's human rights, they're like, well, I'm getting hair discrimination because I have a low haircut. Like, it's like <laughs> they will make uh, some kind of discrimination argument, which, which lowers the value of even using the term. Now, Florida will mm-hmm. now require child care providers to install um, alarms in their car. That's weird. So their car, bus, or van will um, alert drivers to make sure everyone is out before they're locked up. Now, see, this only helps the person who ever invented a car alarm. (laughs) Yeah, really. But they have to install one. They're requiring child care providers to install them. I don't know what that looks like. Okay. All right. So Utah becomes the first state to require makers and distributors of clothes and bedding uh, filled with down or other materials, including um, a label showing that the filling was sterilized. 
to ensure safety. So whatever it's filled with, it has to have a sticker saying that it was sterilized. So the law will apply to quilt, bed covers, and down jacket jackets um, known as puffer coats. You have to know that that stuff is sterilized. Okay, now I've never heard a story of somebody getting infected by <laughs> some pillow stuffing, but okay. Again, just a new law that kicked in. Now, um, let's see. So, also, I think the state has um, been allowing restaurants and some bars to sell alcohol beverages to go on. Um, some states have been, but new laws went into effect that they're allowing some states to sell drinks to go. So, um, yeah, that seems really interesting. Like, so, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of states changed their laws that said that you can go to a bar or order from a restaurant and, and serve alcohol to go. I know New York State is one of those states, too, that um, they're considering allowing bars to still do to, to go alcohol. But drinking and driving, this is going to get tricky because the police will arrest you for having alcohol in your car while you're driving. So I wonder how this is going to work mm. itself out. Yep. Now, Illinois, I, I guess it's um, um, Haley Martinez inspired a new law which will allow kids under 16 to run a lemonade stand without a permit after hers was shut down by the health department. <laughs> That's a shame that they had to put a law. Yeah, that you could run a lemonade stand. Oh, remember that was a, there was another video of this black kid selling um, lemonade or something, and the white woman called the police right. and get her yeah. shut down. Hmm. Ah, un- you know, I should have did a segment on unnecessary laws that are necessary because that is unnecessary, really? but it's necessary really? to stop from calling nine one one. Now. The nation's capital will join 15 states where uh, recreational pot is legal. So New York becomes the second largest state after California where it's legal to light up for recreational use. Um, we, I'm not going to put this on the show page, but I'll send a list to Jay. Uh, we're going to post the 15 states. I'm just joking. <laughs> I always say that. I don't even smoke weed. Well, I'm not saying I won't start, but I hear, I hear it's healthy for you. You know, that, that's, that's I, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's medicinal purposes that we're talking about. I'm trying to, I'm trying to mm-hmm. head off glaucoma. I don't have it now, and I don't want it. So that's, that's what my motivation is. Now, New York, yes, New York City Mayor Eric Adams allows uh, new laws that will affect a new law that will affect 800,000 non-citizens. It allows them to vote in local elections. 800,000 so-called dreamers, is what they're phrasing it as, will have access to the ballot after um, New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, allows the bill to automatically become law on Sunday. So tomorrow it will become law. I don't don't know what I think about that. But, like they said, if you live in a community... Because New York City, again, when you're talking almost 9 million people, you have total communities that are, you know, people who are not from here, who are visiting, who's lived here for years. So yeah. you may have 
you know, Puerto Ricans, by the way, are U.S. citizens, so don't count them. But, you know, you might have somebody who's Dominican. There's a Dominican community that's large. There's Hasidic Jews that's large. There's, like, a lot of different pockets of communities that people have been here for long periods of time. And um, they're saying that for your neighborhood councilman stuff, you should be able to elect who you want. So they're allowing exactly. eight. Yeah, so 800,000 does sound like a lot of people. But 800,000 compared to 9 million people really doesn't sound that <laughs> like a lot. But, <laughs> no. Yep. Now, Michelle Obama penned a letter pledging to recruit at least 100,000 volunteers to ramp up voter registration ahead of the 2022 midterms. And she's calling on Democrats to vote like your future, like the future of democracy depends on it. So mm. the Obamas are coming back out. Visit. They're coming out back out to play. They had a vacation, mm. so they need they need to uh, they, they need they're they're coming out a little bit more forceful. Now, mm. the world population grew by um, seventy four million people in two thousand and twenty one. Seventy four mm. million people. Now, so wow. there's seven point eight billion people in the world. So China remains the world's most populous nation with 1.4 billion people, but India has 1.38 billion. is rapidly catching up to them. I didn't know India was that. I mean, I knew it was. I knew it had a billion people, but I didn't know it was catching China. Now, really? Um, yeah. And so it's expected to become the more. Well, India is expected to become the world's most populous country by 2025. Hmm. Now, okay, so Elias, this this is not a pop quiz, but I just want a quick guess. How many people do you think America, like the U.S., how many more people do we have this year than last year? How many do you think we have? I'll give you one guess. Uh, I'd say seven million. Oh no, 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 no! Just just we're up. So our population, yeah, that okay, that's that's a righteous guess. We only added 707,000 people. What? They, yeah, they said they added 707 with one new immigrant coming to the country every 130 seconds. <laughs> Seven, okay, so... Just, wait, so just so that we don't get the racist and crazy people upset, the United States is a huge company country and we literally only use about 30 percent of the land in the united states for population mm. if that much i think it's more like 20 or 15 but we don't use a lot of land so there's a lot of places yeah. that you can settle. you know so even when we talk about you know tulsa or rosewood and black settlements it's still um is in people head that they need to go and see what black people are doing. They will not let anybody self-govern in this country. But we don't use a lot of land in the United States, honestly. It's just you it's know, I realized that when I when I travel the country because it's a lot of barren woods and open yeah. spots and all kind of stuff, man. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I I think I mentioned this before, but you know, New York State in particular, you don't. People don't think of New York State as being a big state because our population is mainly in New York City. But New York State and Adirondack Park fits the next five national parks 
inside of New York, uh, inside of Adirondack Park in New York State. So, you know, Grand wow. Canyon, Yosemite, all of those guys will fit inside of Adirondack Park in New York State. So mm. you can live off the grid for real, like in nobody. It, it takes about three days, three three to four days to walk across New York State. It's not mm. like a, yeah. So people don't think that. And that's where, you know, we have, we had the largest amount of um, Amish settlements. For years, they're moving out of Pennsylvania to New York State. You can live off the grid in New York State, and nobody will ever see your butt. So, I'm not I'm not advocating that, by the way. I'm just saying it's just possible. <laughs> now, uh, President Joe Biden um, on Thursday made um, two final nominations to the federal bench. Oh, I'm sorry, this wasn't this past Thursday, but it was Thursday before. Um, his two final nominations to the federal bench, and it caps his first year off with 40 judges confirmed. That's the most since Reagan. Joe Biden confirmed wow. 40 judges. Mm. Yeah, and and this black woman who um, who he nominated the the Fox people are having a fit that she's there, but she is of one of um, and I cannot think of her name. I'll find it. I think I put it down. But she is, um, an, there's another one in line to be elevated to the Supreme Court as well, another black woman. I don't mm. know why you can't find black men to do anything, but that's a whole other story. Now, um, <laughs> Louis, Louisiana's governor posthumously uh, pardoned shoemaker Homer Plessy. You don't know what Plessy versus Burgess Ferguson is, but I'll, I'll tell you. So, it's 125 years after his arrest for sitting in a white-only rail car, which led to the Supreme Court separate but equal ruling. Um, the um, Louisiana governor pardoned him for being arrested. Really? It was at a ceremony held in Louisiana near the spot where Plessy was arrested. So Governor um, John Bell Edwards said he was beyond grateful to help restore Plessy's legacy. Um, of the right of the rightness, and again, <laughs> this would be my critique. I don't like critiquing um, President Obama because the people who don't like him try to use this as like we are all on the same side. We're not, but I we talked about this before you and I about the fact that Obama should have pardoned a bunch of people. You know, mm, Assad Shakur, Momia Abu Jamal. He should have pardoned Marcus Garvey. You know, oh, at some point, Black History. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Marcus Garvey's legacy. It is sad that Black people don't know who Marcus Garvey's legacy is. He had a mm. million followers, and people really yep. don't know what he did. Just because somebody said, "Oh, he he was in a conspiracy," um, and he was the only one. They they arrested three people, right? Said that he was in a conspiracy. Now you need you can't do a conspiracy by yourself. So they let the other two guys go, and then they only kept um, Marcus Garvey. So he was convicted on a conspiracy yeah. by himself. That's the legacy of Marcus Garvey. But we're gonna we're we're gonna clear that up at this point. Um, now a Philadelphia man, 61, is freed 37 years um, after 37 years in prison because cops offered a witness sex and drugs in return for false testimony. Now, although the witness retracted his false statement, the guy was still, I'm not going to say his name, he was still convicted 
and didn't find out about the lie until 2015. And mm. he, was, he was, get this, he was released from prison on Tuesday. <laughs> they offered what? the witness sex and drugs, and he falsely testified and then retracted the statement, and they left him in jail. This is how black folks deal mm. with the criminal justice system. This is why wow. everybody says, hey, y'all just complaining and nothing happens. Yeah, you can get locked up for 37 years and people go, oh, my bad. You ain't do it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, wow. No, hey, no amount yeah. of money makes up for the lo- for your loss, man. Yeah, I, your loss I of time even, and everything else. Yep. I can't stress how sick that is. I can't, like, we as a nation shouldn't be brushed and class that like oh yep somebody just got released that's why that 911 call when I started up that you know doing the show and and um, talk about that woman that did that that's why that is so crucial that white folks get in their head to stop following black folks that's what the 911 I forgot that part the 911 operator should have said stop following him because not only did she call 911 she jumped in her car and followed this black man who said I felt wow. like, who is this following me, right? So when the police pull him over, they can say, oh, he was looking suspicious. Yeah, some white woman following me, right? Wow. Like, yeah, if he if he got up, and, never mind. I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna even say it. Yeah, then, I think know. everybody knows what I'm thinking. You know, yeah, you, exactly. nobody has a right to follow you, and you can feel threatened by that. So if he would have. You know, stuck a gun in her mouth. She would have been like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe he did that." Mm-hmm. He didn't know what you were yeah. doing. I didn't you know, do she anything wrong. Why would you do something like that? Yep. 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 And she would have been claiming victim. They would have had her yep. on, you know, Doctor Phil, and you know, the Fox people would have been having a GoFundMe for. Her. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So Robert De Niro's he claims that his ex assistant. Used his frequent flyer miles worth three hundred thousand dollars and paid for dog sitting with his money. She had Pilates classes and private hotel rooms, and she used his company's credit card to do it, according to court documents. So he's suing her for six million dollars. What? And uh, her wow. name is Graham Chase Robinson. And we're not playing black or white because she was not. <laughs> she owed a bank of money. And she's probably going to get a slap on her wrist. But he claims that she helped herself to cash in a four-year spree while working for his uh, company, Canal Productions. Yeah, so her name he, he was, didn't um, know that much money was missing? I don't know how much money, you know, Robert there. I don't know how much he's bringing in. But apparently mm. uh, it took him a while to catch him. He's like, wait a minute. My accountant, your accountant didn't catch this. They probably just put it on the company expenses. He was like, "When did I go get? When did I go to Pilates? I don't remember that." <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a couple of things she overset. She should have went to restaurants that he went to. Like she, you know, she didn't bath that well enough. She had Pilates in there. All right, now okay, so. You know, Pope Francis, I should have done this when we did our population stuff, but Pope Francis hit out at selfish couples who have pets instead of children. And he's calling for parents to have more more kids to solve what he calls the demographic winter. 
He spoke at the Vatican on Wednesday. Pope Francis uh-huh. um, lamented that, you know, pets um, sometimes take the place of children and said people do not have um, children exhibit a form of selfishness. So, you know, um, he said couples should have more children to aggress the demographic winner. Um, much of the West and, um, you know, they call for cu- couples. He said it's in much of the West, and he's calling for couples who cannot have children to open um, to adoption. So mm. he denounced the wow. demographic winter and the falling birth rates in the developing world. Now, mm. let me let me say this about this story, because that really sounds like a mundane story, doesn't it? Doesn't it, Elias? Like just a regular story from him. But I'm yes, gonna tell you does. what. I'm gonna tell you what the story really meant. Do you know what a demographic winter is? It's coding. No. White people on this planet have a declining negative birth rate. So the Pope said white people, because he said people in demographic, <laughs> right? Because I just did the story. Yeah. Our population went up a couple billion. The planet is not low on people. He's saying in developing countries. And plus he said there are white people. He wants them to have more kids. This is the point. Mm. So when we talk about systemic racism and coded language, the Pope just gave you one. Uh, Demographic winter. He's telling white people to have more babies. (laughs) Nope. That's not even his racism. He had had an audience for this. But again, it is because we know that there is a a population decrease, or I'm sorry, that white folks, because we're going to be real clear, White folks have a negative birth rate. There are more white people dying than being born. But the world's population grew by 74 million people, and we have 1.7 billion people um, on this earth. So it's just the white countries that he's talking to. So be clear, Pope Francis, and all you black folks who actually (laughs) go to Catholic churches, I want you to hear that. This is not me making Mm. this up. That was Pope Francis that said that. White people have more children. Yes. See mm. that. Now, usually, I used to go do news, and um, after the fact, people would say, "How come you don't tell me your opinion on news?" It's because I see stuff like that really clearly, and it disturbs me. So I did that to say that's not a mundane story that we should overlook. We talk about racism and why people can't see past um, coded language, and the Pope just hit us with one right in our face. But let me tell you, let me help the Pope out. Or why you have a negative birth rate. In our next story, parents are arrested after an 11-year-old boy was left alone two weeks in Arizona over Thanksgiving while both the mother and father were out of state. <laughs> so the couple, what? Melissa Reed, 34. Ooh, did they just like him that much? No, Reed. Huh? <laughs> did they just like him that much? They couldn't take them with, take, take him with them? Nope. They, they, was, wow. they wanted some alone time. I think, um, <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing at this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the reason behind this. They neglected them. So I just, I just wanted to say that. And um, a, a billionaire Doyle food heir, Justin Murdoch, who is 49, was arrested for allegedly punching his model girlfriend, who's 24, in the face. And um, there's a photo of it in the abused face, but the incident took place 
in October at his L.A. mansion after a Halloween party, right? She reported the assault, and he was arrested later that morning, and he posted a $50,000 bail, um, and it's due back in court in March. But um, he is the heir of um, Dole Foods, and, you know, he's the only heir to it, too. Mm. So he's going to know. Nah, you know, yeah. dog, don't worry, gonna buy his way. Affluenza? <laughs> yeah, affluenza is gonna happen. We can't, yeah. we can't let the, the people who do the Chiquita banana thing go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> what about my soul pineapple? I like pineapple. Really? So they, they, they're really? gonna go. Now, this woman, Rebecca um, Chatfield, who's 26, filed a com- criminal complaint against Michigan's former House Speaker. Lee Chetfield for allegedly sexually assaulting her multiple times beginning when she was 14 or 15 years old while attending Northern Michigan Christian Academy. Now get this. The former House Speaker, who's a Republican, was the youngest um, Republican leader ever in the state of Michigan. Right? The youngest leader. So he was the House Speaker. Right? She married his brother. Right, and okay, uh, he assaulted her when she was fourteen or fifteen, and she said she, you know, um, kept the abuse secret, or she she said she was embarrassed, uh, and she um, kept the incident secret for more than a decade because she was too ashamed. But she said the abuse started before and continued after she was married to his younger brother. He was still abusing wow. her. When she married her bro- his brother when they were 19 years old. Mm. And he was still sexually assaulting her from 14 all the way to the time until he married his brother. And was still messing with her. Dang, man. Yep. I ain't playing. Well, yep, yeah, yep. So I, I want to I wanna reiterate the Pope's uh, statement. <laughs> Some people should have kids. I just want to say that. Yeah, Yep, a father who drove his son, 14, to, to a Texas store to kill three teens is held on $1 million bond for capital murder while cops continue the manhunt for that teen. So that guy, Robert Acosta, who's 33, turned himself in and admitted to Garland, Texas police that he drove his son, who was 14, to a convenience store where he killed three teens. Wow. Some people should- Okay, I'm gonna go back. Some people should not have kids. Just wanna, just wanna stress that. Want them in, my brother. Wow. Now, a drunk Missouri woman ran into the tarmac after missing the final boarding call of her her Spirit Airlines flight in Phoenix. So, Vicky Meyer in St. Louis was arrested at Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix uh, for running onto the tarmac because she didn't want to use her flight. You know, I don't know what privilege is, but I'm starting to get an idea on what that means. She <laughs> was like, hey, wow. I'm going to run out here to stop the flight so they can let me on. You can really do that. Mm-hmm. Now, an Alaskan senior who's 65 sent 17 voicemails threatening to murder state senators with a 50 caliber um, gun, pled guilty, and begged for mercy because he's disabled. Jay Allen Johnson entered the plea in federal court after he threatened to kill two state two US senators. I'm sorry, they weren't state senators, they were US senators. Um 
in a series of messages that he left in their offices in D.C. But he said that since the table, he wanted them to show mercy. Now, it sounds like... Just... <laughs> Go ahead. Just you're gonna I was just BSing, man. Yeah, yeah, I was just playing. I was just playing, though. <laughs> yeah, so, so just like the, um, what was it? What's that tennis player's name again? Djokovic? Djokovic, Djokovic, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so he don't want to get vaccinated. He had corona. He goes in a country that says we're not letting any non-citizens in here who are not vaccinated. And then he right. goes to court and says, hey, were y'all keeping me in isolation? Can I invite my personal chef? And they said no. And they said, can you move me to a place that has a tennis court? And they said no. Like, just because you play tennis, if this was Serena Williams, we would be rolling up one side of her and down the other, talking about yep. how that's privilege. But this guy has asked for his personal chef to come in because he wants to watch his diet. Take your butt out of their country. Really? People like to bend the rules for their own... Uh, you know, for their own benefit. Now, mm-hmm. you know, now uh, a GOP-linked tech company founder is ousted for making anti-Semitic claims that the COVID vaccine was developed by a Jew as a part of sadistic drive to euthanize American people. Now, this Utah tech entrepreneur and one-time prominent figure in state politics, this guy David Bateman, resigned from the board of the company that he founded after sending anti-Semitic text, uh, anti-Semitic emails. Uh, but, again, who, who just did that? Wasn't that the Home Depot guy? And he was like, no, I'm gone now. I, I ain't racist. Right. I, my company's good, but I ain't racist. You're, there, that's something to be said about that, that really? rich people uh, are easily manipulated like, I don't know what this is, but it seems like they're easily manipulated for some reason. But anyway, yeah. they said some guy did it to euthanize American people. I don't, I don't think American people have died from the vaccine as many as has died from COVID. <laughs> I think their numbers are bad here. Really? Really? Now, um, at the hatchet killer who used Scientology uh, as his defense, after chopping his sister-in-law and brother to death and poured acid on their corpse and setting their home on fire for murder. Uh, yeah, he's a death row inmate, Kenneth Thompson, 38. Uh, he was murdered in jail this week, but he killed his sister-in-law and her boyfriend, and um, he said he was compelled by Scientology, but he died in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... That this is not a sad story. That's a human interest story. We need to classify our humanism. <laughs> I'm really so sorry for that. Wow. But it's just, yep. Now, um, now a Florida man is booked into jail for murder charges for shooting a British female reporter dead after being evicted from his home. He mistook her for his landlady. She was a realtor, and he shot and killed oh, her. Oh Jesus. Yep. Yep. And so, wow. um, yeah. All right, now, police, no, well, I might want to do that one later. Hopefully the kids are bed at, at 12 noon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, good Lord, it's another one. All right, so the IRS guidelines from their 2021 publication, um, 17 says that if you steal property, 
must report it as fair value in your income the year that you steal it unless you return it to its rightful owner in the same year. So the rule, huh? <laughs> yeah, this rule dates back to uh, a Supreme Court case in 1927 that uh, decided that the government is allowed to tax illegal income, regardless uh, of whether the property is stolen or the money is otherwise obtained illegally. That's in the IRS code. So, really? so how come they don't have a problem taxing weed? Yeah, well, That's what I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, they don't have any problem with that. Now, income from illegal activities such as money from illegal drugs must be included in your income, uh, included in your income on Schedule One form of your 1040, in case you need to know, line 8Z, or Schedule C form of your 1040, if it's uh, under self-employment activity. So, if you're crazy enough to do that, so be it. But uh, really, really. <laughs> yeah, here's my illegal grass cutting. Uh, you know, I. I only work and deliver the weed. That's all I'm saying. I'm like, it's, you know, so if somebody give you $10, you must report that if you are in any illegal activity. I'm only, I'm only, you know, again, I'm doing the news. Wow. Not just the law. Yeah. Mm. Now, you know, they said all branches of the U.S. military is at least 95% vaccinated, but, a, but has collectively had more than... 12,000 religious exemption requests, but none have been approved. So get vaccinated. Wow. Yep. Yep. Now, the Army is set to announce that it developed a single vaccine that protects against all variants of COVID and SARS. So the Walter Reed Army Institute of Research is set to announce a vaccine um, that effectively protects against all COVID and SARS variants after newly nearly two years of research. Now, if somebody still says something crazy like, um, they didn't do enough research, you, you need to go somewhere and sit down. That's all I can really, really? say about that. Really? Oh, you know, and I didn't mention, because I bought some Eggos recently, Kellogg's strike did end, by the way, because I, I stopped getting anything Kellogg's for real, and I think I probably need to stop getting Kellogg's products. But when they the, the workers strike and they tried to bring in scab workers, I stopped getting Kellogg's products. And so, but mm-hmm. it's in there, um, yeah, fourteen hundred workers did agree to a pay raise um, after eleven week stalemate at the factories in four states. So the five year contract ends in stalemate, or yeah, ends in a stalemate between um, Kellogg's. In their factory workers in Michigan, Nebraska, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee. It started in early mm. October. They just settled it. So, wow. So, yeah, you can go get your um, Pop Tarts and stuff back. Because Kellogg uh, <laughs> felt like they must concede a little bit to that. You know, and since, okay, so now I can do the bad story since we're close to the end of the show. And, um, you know, hopefully. They won't get any New Year's first of the year of bad uh, comments, <laughs> you know, through social media. But okay, so here's what happened during our um, New Year's Eve. So police broke up a New Year's Eve. Um, okay, I'm just gonna have to say it. It was a New Year's Eve sex gathering. See, I didn't want to use the old word. Uh, 
Okay. After, see, this is what happened, Jay. Uh, Elias. So, two invited guests gave it up um, that this was going on because they knocked on the wrong house. They they went to the wrong house for some orgy, and police discovered that 50 people had breached COVID restrictions by turning uh, this this sex party. It, this is in Spain, by the way. So they found out that they were having some party uh, because. Two Americans hired prostitutes to celebrate New Year's Eve and bring in their arrival in 2022. And they had a um, nighttime curfew that lasted from 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. But two of the people visited the wrong house. And uh, wow. so, again, if you're going to have parties like that, you want to be real clear. It's 129, not mm. one. 31. You know, you've done, you knock on the wrong house. <laughs> the jig is up. All right. <laughs> oh, you know what? In, since that was in Spain, you know that also happened um, in the U.S. This um, pricey Park Ave um, townhouse in New York City, they also had some squatters who was having some kind of a members-only club in their house for New Year's Eve, and they got busted as well. So, wow. I just, yeah. Okay, I got nothing else to say about this story. I I did have something to say, but I can't say it now. Um, There you go. Yeah, yeah, I know we was coming to the top of the hour. So there you have it. I just wanted to throw those out there. And, you know, welcome 2022 for everybody. All right, brother. See you next week, man.